about that. Hot Mama says, Happy Friday Eve ass. Ghost says, Can it just be Friday already? Enjoy the Eve. I know I want Friday here too, but today is Thursday, and you know what Thursday means for me, don't you? Oh, you know I like Thursdays. Why? Because today I get to go get Copenhagen. Bucky's yay! Bucky's! At Bucky's. That's right. We're going to Bucky's today. Bucky's yay! Bucky's! Let's try. Uh, all right, let's see. Brady Kid says good morning. Well, Brady Kid, I hope that you have a wonderful day. Arise says good morning. Arise, I'm going to talk about your state's governor here in uh, just a little while. Very, very strange story going on in uh, Oklahoma right now. Very, very strange. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hangtown Jen's in the house. Look at that. Happy Thursday, ass family. What a way to start the morning. Yeah, uh, today's double shot day. So I gave you a triple shot of Prince to start the morning. Uh, Alicia says, morning and happy Friday Eve for reals now. Yesterday, I was all fucked up. Yeah, you were crazy yesterday. I mean, yesterday was... That's what day it is. That's the new hump day thing. Uh, but yeah, yesterday was hump day. Today's Friday Eve. Sassy Pammy's in the house. She says, good morning. And Front says, good morning as well. Straight fire, my man. Great day, ass family. Rejoice for another great show. Oh, today I'm going to blow you away. Especially with... My observation. I, I, I'm, I'm really on this today. I, I really got one. Well, I got something that happened last night and then shit that I've seen this morning. So that's my daily observation. Tam in Grass Valley says, good morning, ass family. Damn, if my ass wasn't on the throne, I'd be getting down. <laughs> well, there you go. There's some information that we didn't need. But thank you. Derek says, good morning, ass family. It's Friday Eve. Let's do this. Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family. And Mike D., Good morning, everyone. Have a great day. Now, I'm trying something new here with the, uh, with the music today. Or not music, but the daily observation. We've got a theme, maybe. We'll have some inspirational music. I just picked out one that had like two hours. Alicia says, fuck, I'm anxious about this Rittenhouse trial. Why the jury hasn't made a decision is frustrating, but also I'd be nervous to give one to with the potential rights. We're going to talk about that here in the Daily Observation. But first, the Daily Observation started last night. You know what? I got to say I don't like the music. Got to get rid of the music already. Um, last night, my turn to pick out dinner, and I found this place over in my hometown of Garland. And I, I don't know, Los Burritos, Berea, uh, Berea Tacos. I love Berea Tacos. 
I just found a, a guy saw him on like a, a a website like a year a year and a half ago, two years ago. And I always wanted to try him because they they look sloppy, they look messy, they got melted cheese in the middle of them, and never tried them when I was in Sacramento. So I found a place in my hometown that has them. We went there uh, about a month ago, and they were phenomenal. So we went back last night. Went back last night, ordered them. Now, I brought a kid. She wanted to get tacos. It's about 6 o'clock at night. It's dinner time. She just wanted regular crunchy tacos. That's it. Regular old plain Jane, meat, cheese, lettuce. Maybe some tomatoes on there. I don't know. Regular crunchy tacos. Now, they can make the burrito tacos, which you you put a, a you dip the tortilla, and traditional use is corn. I did not know that. I got flour last night. That could be why it tastes a little different. Because the first time I got it, they were fucking bomb. Last night, they were kind of, eh, they are okay. But what pissed me off was she wanted to get regular crunchy tacos. And... There was a language barrier, I know, shocking. And she was like, no, we want the ta- I, I'd like crunchy tacos. And the girl's like, no, that's lunch only. I'm like, huh? How can a Mexican restaurant, known for their burrito tacos, only serve crunchy tacos at night or during the day? The manager finally came over. Didn't help a whole lot. And they said, oh, making regular crunchy tacos is too hard on the guys in back. Making tacos is too hard on the fellas in back? Wait, wait, wait. Making tacos. Go buy pre-made taco shells in, goddammit. How in the hell can you have a Mexican restaurant that don't serve crunchy tacos at dinner? And front said, I made them at home two times now, and they are awesome. They are phenomenal. I, I will not try to make those. I, I couldn't believe. I could not believe. Oh, it's, it, it's too tough on the guys in the back. It's too tough. It's a taco. I'm not asking you to make a goddamn beef wellington. A taco is too tough to make. She, they, they can make flautas. They can make chimichangas, but they can't make tacos. Tacos are too hard to make. Don't get a job making tacos. Thank you. Look, I looked at the recipe for how to make this stuff. It looks fucking intense, and I I need to find a taco truck that makes them. Angry Arnie is tougher on it. I I wanted to leave. Literally, I, I was like, let's go. Let's go. Brad Kid was the one who said, no, 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 you get your tacos. I was like, no, let's go. We'll pay for our drinks, we'll leave. That was retarded. I said it. It was retarded. Now, speaking of retarded, let's talk about this Kyle Rittenhouse story, shall we? Because I saw some things. It's nice now I'm getting tagged in posts on TikTok because I guess I'm I'm picking up new listeners on TikTok, and if you found me through TikTok, I say thank you and welcome to the Ass Family. We are a warm, welcome, accepting place. We do have spirited debates on this show, but you are welcome to any and all of your own opinions. And I was included in 
in a video that was, or I was, I was added. They put at Arnie State Show. <sighs> Guy named Gregory McIlvey, who's the vice chairman of the Oregon Democrats Black Caucus, has come out and said that all employers, not just in Oregon, where he is from, but all employers all over the country should be giving your black employees a day or two off after the Rittenhouse verdict. A day or two off. Now, once again, this this trial, this case, stems from a riot that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after a fellow by the name of Jacob Blake was shot. Now, Jacob Blake, they have him all over TMZ saying, and I quote, if he is a black man, he'd be in prison already. I'm tired of this sentiment. I, I, I really am tired of this sentiment that if he was black, he'd be in prison already. That's not true. You're still going to get through your trial. Do you know why Kyle Rittenhouse isn't in jail right now? Because he paid his bail. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he had a lot of people who did, but we got a phone call. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this? It's B. Coop. Hey, what's up, B. Coop? How you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Good. So I wanted to go back real quick to what this idiot, I'm sorry, the gentleman from the Black Caucus was saying. So <laughs> from, from what he's saying, are we to... Uh, are we to assume the same as he does that no black individual in this country actually enjoys the job that they do and therefore must be given the day off uh, because if you work a job you love then it never really feels like work and he's saying no that can't be the case apparently no black person in this country has a job in which they actually love they're not doing what they want to do, therefore they're not living the American dream. Isn't that idea racist? Yeah, oh, oh, there's so many things that are dipped in racism here. This is what he had to say. This was the only quote that he really gives. Employers, consider giving your black employees a day or two off after the Rittenhouse verdict. Regardless of the outcome, it's going to be hard for black people to work, and it isn't fair to expect them to. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? I, I, I sit back and, and I sit and I look at this and I go, what the fuck does that mean? So this is why I've done the genesis of going back to where this all started, to the Jacob Blake shooting. Now, I don't know if you recall the story, but I looked it up this morning, so so now I, I got it. Jacob Blake was a black man who was pulled over in his car and refused to obey the police calls. Now, he had two warrants out for his arrest. So he was to ask to leave his car. He wouldn't get out of his car. And he had a large knife. He had uh, one. Oh, wait, hold on a second. I, I've got it all right here in front of me. Um, let's see. Uh, police were responding to a call about domestic incident. He had two outstanding warrants out for his arrest, including a domestic violence and a sexual assault of the third degree. And he would not comply. Shocking. Police shot him. Now, yeah. 
the police, by the way, they've done an investigation, and there wasn't too much force used. Now, Doesn't sound like it. Yeah, because, and, and you look at it, they pretty much, since he got paralyzed from the waist down, they dropped all the charges, and they gave him probation, even though this guy has like two strikes against him already. So, Jacob Blake comes out and says, if this guy was black, he'd be in prison already. Well, what happened was Kyle Rittenhouse, who's white, and this was a big national story. Probably somebody set up a gun for GoFundMe, and they paid his bail. The same can be done for black people in this country. So one big question I have is, where is BLM when it comes to paying the bail for black men who commit crimes? Oh, aren't they buying like uh, what was it, three million dollar houses with that money? Oh, oh, I mean, they yeah. got they oh, got a yeah. mortgage to pay, man. I, I understand. Hey, V Coop, I'm gonna let you go because I I got a lot more to get to. But uh, thank you for the call, my friend, and keep the jokes coming in. Oh, no problem. All right, buddy. Bye. Um, where's BLM? And I have another question about BLM, but that's coming up here in just a bit. Um. Let's see, uh, isn't this just pussifying black people? <laughs> How fucking racist is that, though, yeah? You know, I'll just pray for another planet-killing asteroid. Yeah, I had to choose close. Uh, I had a close friend pass away four years ago, and we were also co-workers. I found out about his death from my boss uh, in, in the morning. Trust me, it was hard for me. We had been friends since high school. My employer gave me and co-workers the option to take the day off. I continued to work through the pain of my lost friend. What's the point of taking a day or two off to grieve when you can't get paid to distract yourself from the grief? Oh, absolute, Brett, yeah. Oh, yes, that's why I give the phone number out, 775-357-FANS. That's the number of the show. But give me a second here because I'm on a roll with this wonderful fella, Mr. Blake, who says Kyle Rittenhouse would be in prison right now if he's a black man. So I saw that, and and I, I was getting prepared for the show this morning, so I was perusing all the social medias, and I hit the search button on Instagram. And lo and behold, it take you know, if you hit that search button and you see all the pictures come up of different things you can search, so one thing that came up was a show that I was formerly on in the morning. And it had a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse with his eyes blacked out, and it had words where his eyes were. And it simply said, O.J. Walk 2. Now, the picture itself, when you see that, you go, wait a second. How can you compare Kyle Rittenhouse to O.J. Simpson? Both prosecutions were terrible, okay. But the crimes are completely different. So then I did my due diligence, because this is the problem, is the media doesn't know, and and by the way, I am lumping them into the media now because they are so worthless, but the person that did this, this was one of their weekly things that they put up. This person used to be very, very pro-Second Amendment, very, very pro-personal responsibility. And he goes on to say things about Kyle Rittenhouse in this trial. And he, 
they don't ever really equate it to OJ, but that's the problem is that you have to listen. And a lot of people don't have time to click the listen button when they see that OJ walked two. And he knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, look, look, if you think I know what I'm doing, that guy, until it was, you know, us parting ways, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. At least he used to. He taught me. He knows what he's doing here. There is, there is no common ground shared between the O.J. Simpson murder trial and Kyle Rittenhouse. At all. I'm sitting there listening to this, this tripe that he has put out so that you guys don't have to because it's not worth listening to. There will be riots in Kenosha. I, I'm just going to tell you that right now because BLM is already there. And this is my other point of why I wanted to bring up BLM today. BLM is already in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I have a question. Why is BLM not right now on the steps of the courthouse in Atlanta, Georgia, where three white men are on trial, former Klan's members, two of them were, for driving in their pickup truck, and running down a black man who was running, jogging, if you will, and killed him in the streets. Where's Black Lives Matter there? Jesse Jackson has been in the courtroom, and and the, the defense wants a mistrial because Jesse Jackson's been in the courtroom. I don't want a mistrial. I understand why Jesse Jackson's there. He should be there. I have no problem with Jesse Jackson being at that courthouse. These two, these three people, one guy videotaped it. The other two actually committed the murders. But the other guy's like an accessory in the fact or whatever they want to say. These men, or these, I I shouldn't call them men, these, these large pieces of dog shit. Sorry to all dogs out there and your waste for comparing them to you. These people should be the ones that are thrown in prison for the rest of their lives or executed for doing what they did. Uh, Douglas, I have not seen a hide nor hair of them in Atlanta. Tim says, because all the news vans are in Kenosha. And if that is the case, then what does BLM stand for? Because once again, I'd like to point out, The Kyle Rittenhouse trial has nothing to do with black lives. Nothing. Now, we've we've heard that, that Kyle Rittenhouse is a racist because he was hanging out in a bar with the Proud Boys, okay? And he flashed that that OK symbol. Now I'm posting something on the Mixler board right here, right now. And it's a picture of Eddie Murphy when he used to play Buckwheat. And he would say, oh, Tay. And he would give you the okay sign. 
Now, I'm here to tell you, if that okay song, because I'm old, I don't know, if it has been hijacked by white supremacists, that's something we need to all discuss and take it back. Because when you, you, you make a circle with your index finger and your thumb and the other three fingers go up, that has been universally the phrase, okay, all the way back to what I can remember is 1971, my birth year. It was, it was before that as well. So if somebody's giving the okay sign, now I'm not going to pretend that it hasn't been hijacked. If it has been hijacked, then we need to discuss getting it back. But the reason why I'm putting this picture up there is, would you consider Eddie Murphy, Buckwheat, a white supremacist for giving the okay sign? Hmm. BLM is all about the dollars. Yes, yes it is. It's not about race. It's about taking away rights. I, I, I just, I, I'm so frustrated, pissed off. It's so dumb that we, we want to talk about this kind of, see, this is the kind of shit that the media wants us to talk about. This is the kind of shit. Kyle Rittenhouse's fake tears. Kyle Rittenhouse this, Kyle Rittenhouse that. Do you remember another young man? Ogre, buenos dias, amigo. Remember another young man a few years ago, about three years ago, two or three years ago, who went face-to-face with a Native American, and he was wearing a MAGA hat? And how dare that kid speak to his elder that way? And, oh, this guy's a racist. This guy is terrible. And then, in the immortal words of, uh, oh, I can't think of Paul Harvey, the rest of the story came out, and it turned out that the white young man who had the MAGA hat on was actually peacefully protesting, just standing there minding his own business until he was accosted by this group of people. But you remember, we were going to throw that kid in jail. We're going to take everything away from that kid. That kid's a racist. He's a white supremacist because he's wearing a Make America Great hat again. That was Buckwheat's second album. Buckwheat sings a white nationalist song. Yeah, see, Ogre? Ogre, But see, you get it. You you see my point there. Technically, the Indian dude went face-to-face with the kid who was just standing there. Yes, but that was not how it was originally reported. That white kid, and I don't remember his name, he was just standing there. But they had it where he was the bad guy that was trying to, I guess, take more land away from the native. See, this is what the media does. This is what the media does. And, you know, the stories they don't want you to take care of are things that we can actually do something about. Uh, At first, it was reported that Nick Sandman was attacking the Indian dude veteran. Total BS. That's his name, Nick Sandman. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. How about this story? Has everybody heard this story yet this morning? No, because I'm not on? Okay. America set a new record. Last year, actually during a year-long period that ended last April, but right now, um, more than 100,000 Americans died 
from drug overdoses. And all these, I, I saw the story this morning, and these reporters here in Dallas are fucking short of being retarded. Just, they, I, I mean, they barely have enough chromosomes not to be called retards. Because, oh, how could this happen? How could this? Well, I told you it was going to happen. As someone who has attended his share of 12-step meetings and has battled demons every day of his life since he gave up alcohol over 24 years ago and then did the exact same thing with drugs, let me tell you how. When we... I'll say it wrongly, closed America. The first thing they did was close all groups. Do you realize that there were no AA meetings or no NA meetings or no group meetings like that for almost a year? And don't give me this bullshit about the Zoom meetings. I attended one of those, and that was Terrible. And this is not on Joe Biden. I got to say, I I understand what you're saying, V. Coop. This is not on Joe Biden. We're talking about a a year-long thing that ended in April. Joe only had a couple months of it. Look, look. I blame this where blame has to rest. the, The buck stops with Trump, but he allowed states to have their rights and states shut down. States completely shut down, and we allowed them to because of the Tenth Amendment. We have to allow them to have their rights. But why are these states not enacting these Tenth Amendment rights now when it comes to vaccine mandates and things like that? Which, by the way, OSHA has now pulled out. They said, yeah, we don't want to be a part of this anymore due to it being called unconstitutional by a federal court, which, by the way, We'll be going to another court, and it'll be called constitutional there, and then it will go to the Supreme Court. How about we waste a little bit more fucking time with this whole goddamn thing? This is what we do in America. We just kick the can down the road until it finally gets to the place where they have to rule on it. I wish that we had leaders in this country. That said, enough is enough. And I understand due process. I get it. I understand why sometimes it has to go that route. But this is one of those things that, look, you should have just taken it right to the fucking Supreme Court. The media is like the person who leaves the shopping cart in the middle of the lane. Sure, they have the freedom to do so, but they're being assholes. The media uses and abuses the First Amendment and does so knowingly. Agreed. Completely. But claiming they're just keeping people informed. No, you're stirring up shit to get people talking about your article and uh, clinging to your medium to perpetuate advertising dollars. Every media source does it left and right. Abso-positively, lutely, you are correct. I saw the, the monthly, I guess this is released monthly now, guide of who is right down the middle when it comes to news. And I just laugh at those all the time because I look at it and I go, yeah, that group's not fucking, that group's not down the middle. That group's not the middle. And uh, by the way, it, it, it's put out by a liberal group. So anything that you watch, if you watch Fox News, you're way over to the right. And they have shit that's over to the left. But, but having, 
MSNBC not being all the way over to the left is a joke. Have you watched the show on Hulu, Dope Sick? Tells the truth about Oxy and how corrupt Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family is. Is this a family that has their own wing at the uh, the Metropolitan, Metropolitan Museum of Art in, in, in New York? This family has made so much money off of Oxycontin and Oxycodone and all the Oxys. And they lied. They said, oh, no, it's not habit-forming whatsoever. I have not watched it. I I know enough about it. I've I've seen some stories on it. These people are so awful. And the reason why people died of drug overdoses, and I would imagine that they're throwing in there people that drank themselves to death, is because these people didn't have anything else to do. And what you're doing is you're telling people that they have to stay home because of this horrific pandemic that kills less than 1% of the population is going to get you and it's going to kill you, so you need to stay inside. I'm telling an addict to stay inside alone with all their demons. Well, of course they're going to give in to that. Of course. I'm surprised that it's only 100,000 people. It moved up 30% in one year. And why did the overdose deaths move up over 30% in one year? It's because these people, and I'm not going to say they were all going to make it, but if you can get 30% of those people to be still alive today, that's 30,000 people whose demons won. I will not allow my demons to win. That's the ultimate win they have. The ultimate win you have is when you die on your deathbed at 85 of natural causes. That's how you win. It's sad that the winner is only considered by your death. Because if you lived an entire life, you beat your demons. And I look at, I I see these stories about these overdoses that happen. And who knows, I probably know one or two people that have died. I just haven't heard about it yet. Because we're still in this fucking constant stage of, Wearing masks, being locked down. I saw somewhere where they, they're getting rid of the mask mandates in San Francisco and L.A. and shit. And we, I went to Sam's Club the other day in McKinney, Texas. And there are people still wearing the masks around in Texas. We need to gird up our loins, pull up our britches, and be men and women again in this country. And say, hey, if this thing gets me, now they got pills to help with it. I think now they got pills to help with it? Fuck, let's go. Let's reopen everything. Mm. Oh, I, I get so mad at this shit. Uh, and them not putting CNN next to the Onion and Babylon B like CNN has less credibility. A- Amen. 
I have worked in a pharmacy for over 20 years and watched downfall of people because of that medication. It's crazy to see how it all started. Look, look, here's the thing. Those medications are really, really good because they work, but the problem is they don't really, really work. Oxycontin, Vicodin, Norco, all drug of choices of yours truly here. I'm not going to lie. I took them. I took methadone. I, I, I never took a ride on the white horse, though. I never put a, a, I never sniffed it, I never smoked heroin, and I never ingested any kind of heroin. I took all the legal heroin, which is exactly what those are, because they're all made from the poppy seed. And yes, does it make your pain go away? Well, what it does is it tricks your brain. It says, hey brain, you're not hurting anymore. It's not an anti-inflammatory at all. It doesn't do anything. It just tricks your brain. And then you become chemically dependent on it because your body will start making up fake pain. And this is why addicts end up taking more and more because you build up. It's like drinking. You remember the first time you ever drank? You maybe had two beers and you were fucked up. The last time I ever drank, I drank somewhere close to 80 drinks in one night. And I wasn't all that fucked up. I was fucked up. I wasn't as fucked up as I was after the two. No, White Horse, is, uh, it's always been heroin. Devil's dandruff, that's cocaine. Booger sugar, cocaine. Everyone should watch it for the knowledge of these big pharma companies and how little they care about people. They only care about making money. It's inhumane as fuck. Well... Here's the, this is where I have to come. They're a business. They have, they have stockholders they have to answer to. That's their only job is to make money. And I know it's wrong to say that, but that's their job. And they did a great job of it, too, because they made billions upon billions of dollars for them. Maybe some of those drug uh, drop-off sites for disposing of your old opioids should trade you a roll of toilet paper for every bottle. Gives you something to jerk off into instead of doing drugs. Wow, yeah. Okay, who's more evil, the heroin family or that greasy little weasel who raised gas price or the prices of EpiPens 7,000 percentage? They're all evil. The, the, look, look. The opioid people, the, the, the opioid family, the Purdue family or whatever that family was, Cantlon family, they knew exactly what they were doing was wrong. By saying, no, there's no there's no evidence that supports this will be habit forming. They they actually had the evidence that showed, oh yeah, this is big time habit forming. And then the the people that raised the price of EpiPens, they, look, there's a special place in hell for all those people, Tim. It's like the guy who uh who who's in prison now, and I hope he's getting ass raped on a daily basis. Maybe it's the same guy who did the EpiPens, but he had the AIDS medication, and he jumped the price by 5,000%. And he was the guy who bought the one uh, album that the Wu-Tang Clan put out. They, only, they put out an album, but they only had one copy of it. And he bought it for like $1.2 million, and he was just cocky as shit, arrogant fucker. And now he's in prison, rightfully so. 
Look, I understand businesses. Look, I'll, here, let me give you my story about when I get out, got off of uh, opioids. They put me on something because it, it was it, it, it's hell. You feel like you're dying. You're not going to die if you get off of opioids. But your legs are going to shake. Your body's going to be fucked up. You're going to sweat. You're going you're gonna to have the runs like there's no tomorrow. I don't know if y'all ever seen that happen. Like when you, you go to the dentist and you got to take a bunch of Vicodin, that shit stops you up worse than cheese. You don't shit right for a few days. And then when you get off them, you're shitting out everything. You got the runs. Well, they gave me something called Suboxone. And Suboxone helps kill that. But people get addicted to Suboxone too. Now, when I was first on Suboxone, it worked great. Doctor weaned me off it. I was good. I've been good, knock on wood, for a long time. But those Suboxone strips, and you have to take two strips a day. The Suboxone strips were something like $38 a strip. $38 a strip. So you had to take two of those a day. So that's $76 a day you're spending to battle your opioid addiction. There are a lot of people that don't have that kind of money to spend. And you would have to buy. Like my prescription for Suboxone was something like $300. And that was with insurance. I feel bad for the first round of patients who got hooked on Oxy, but after 10 years or so, we knew. We all know they are not safe. You have to be careful if you are prescribed oxy, we all know. So I don't feel bad for anyone who got hooked and couldn't kick it within the last 15 years or so. Well, I look at it this way. I, I, I'm wearing a knee brace today because my knee has been fucking killing me because I know I need knee surgery. I know I can't have knee surgery. Because I still, to this day, being six years clean... I don't know if I can take the pain medication. And to get through a successful pain er, knee surgery, you have to take that stuff to alleviate the pain to make sure the, the, the surgery is a successful surgery. I'm not there yet. Maybe after 10 years I'll be there. Who knows? But I'm not willing to risk it. Not at all. I want to jump over all these motherfuckers with a bulldozer. Cowboys Girl says, I still feel bad because they're in chronic pain. There's no quality of life. What can they take that's safe? Nothing, really. And those same pharma companies probably send suitcases of money to insurance companies so they deny medical procedures but approve pharmaceuticals like painkillers. Well, let me hit this. Correct the mundo. I had to pay uh, for my own fucking MRI for my neck problems, which were proven to be an issue, but the company would gladly pay for my pills instead. Well, let's just look at Big Pharma and how evil they are. There's a wonderful doctor. Uh, Murph just texted me, you can die coming off booze and benzos. Yes, you can. You feel like you're dying off of, yeah, you feel like it, but booze and benzos, that's the, those are the ones you got to be careful with when you come off those. Um, 
He's a wonderful doctor at the University of Jerusalem. At least he was there five, six years ago. He's the guy who actually found what THC was. A long, long time ago at the University of Jerusalem. And they've been testing marijuana for all these years. Since the 60s, they've been testing marijuana. And they've had major breakthroughs, major breakthroughs when it comes to head injuries, concussion issues, things like that. Have you ever gotten a concussion? I've gotten three. I've had three concussions in my life. The headaches still come and go every now and then. Now, instead of taking Oxycontin for the headaches or, or kind of whatever pharmaceuticals, we have found, and the NFL is fucking terrible about this, the NFL wants to battle head injuries and things like that, but up until, I believe, last year, marijuana was not allowed to be used. I've come full circle when it comes to the marijuana thing. I used to be dead set against it. Growing up in Texas, you're taught to hate marijuana. And I live in a state where marijuana is not legal. Yet the health benefits from marijuana so, so outdo any kind of benefits from Oxy, Norco, whatever, Percocet, Percodan, which I know they don't make those anymore. Yet the reason why is because Big Pharma cannot make money off of marijuana because it's too easy to get. And now that states legalized it, and I mean legalized it not for medicinal use, but I'm talking about anything else. Now that states have legalized it, Big Pharma will never give in to that. You'll get some doctors who prescribe it in states. Radberger just texted, uh, is pot going to be legal in anytime soon in Texas? Is there no push to legalize it everywhere? There is a push. Yeah, there's a push for it. But Texas is a long way away from it. A long way away from it. Because that mindset is still there. We still believe in that shitty movie from, what, the, the 30s? High Anxiety or, or what, what, what was that movie called? Where the fucking, the, the pot guy is like killing people in car crashes and shit like that. Big Pharma is probably one of the most evil things out there today. Because they control everything. Uh, I feel for you, but I'm proud to know yourself and know you are not ready yet. But no, Mike went through two knee surgeries without any of their meds, only localized numbing for the surgeries, not even to knock him out during it because they're both strongly against meds and they suggest in use. Well, now I have come over to the side of the cannabis. I had some the other night. I don't know why my knee's been hurting me for for so much lately, but I, I have it. And I use it for when I'm in pain. That's when I use it. Reefer Madness, that was it. Thank you, Tim. That was the movie. And it works. It helps with pain. But Big Pharma's not going to lose their fucking nut 
to a bunch of fucking pot smokers or pot eaters or whatever because the stigma's still there. It's sad. It is very, very sad. Uh, Tim says, I suffered a concussion when I lost my grip getting into my truck and fell backwards onto asphalt on my head. My co-driver somehow got me up into the truck and got me to the hospital, but there's a good half hour of my life I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Arnie, I thought the same thing about weed in the 80s. It was bad. Oh, I, look, man, I was that way until early 2000s. I saw a commercial for Beto in Texas where he wants to legalize pot. Beto's about the only one. Beto's a fucking retard, though. Good old Robert. I, I won't call him Beto because I'll call him Robert. He still won't talk about all the land he stole from native Mexican people that live out in El Paso. He, he ain't going to talk about that, but that's all right. Beto ain't going to win. Just letting everybody know. Uh, I don't blame Texas regarding pot. Look what happened to California when people voted high. <laughs> uh, there's a probable cure for cancer that has been discovered. Big Pharma does. Oh, 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 don't get me started on my. Oh, you want to go conspiracy theories. You're goddamn right they got a cure for cancer out there. They got a cure for everything out there. Absolutely, 100%. There is a cure for every kind of cancer out there. There's a cure for AIDS. If you don't believe me that there's a cure for AIDS and HIV, call Magic Johnson. It's all you got to do. But there is far more money involved in investigating it and researching it. Because if they came out, look, can you imagine this? This is what you have to imagine because we've made these things. The problem with the 20th century is when we made something into an industry, we know that that's not going to go away. Environmental stuff. Recycling. We know that whatever we do here in America is not really going to move the needle when it comes to climate change. I tell people, hey, if you want to do that, if, if, if you feel better about doing that, then do it. But we really don't have a lot of pull when it comes to it due to India and China being almost, what, 20 times the size of us? 40 times the size of us when it comes to that? There's far more money in the research because we've built industries. Sassy Pamus says, bastards, my dad could be alive today. An old shriveled up raisin, but alive. Who knows? My dad could be alive. There's probably a cure for COPD out there. There's probably something they can do, but there's far more money involved in the research. I mean, mean, if we came out with a pill or an injection that cured cancer, let's say, just wiped out the cancer cells in your body, maybe you got to lose your hair for six months, but you guarantee, I know people would take it. Think about all the chemo places that would close. Think about all the research centers that would be gone because we don't need to research anymore. We got the cure for it. We're going to have to wait until something else comes out that's worse than cancer. Like COVID. I'm kidding. It's not worse than cancer. But if we came out with that, it doesn't matter. People would take that shit. Tim says, funny story, I went to a barbecue and someone put out a plate of chocolate chip pot cookies, but nobody told the fat kid that you're only supposed to take a bite. So I learned that alcohol is a catalyst for THC, and I spent the whole entire night having memories of this place. 
that I'd never been before, but from a dream that I never had. Jenny says, yeah, you can fuck off with my paper straws making me save the planet. God damn, who else hates paper straws? Paper straws are the worst. Those things are nasty. It feels like they're, they're this, that they've been in somebody else's mouth. Oh, I am dead set against paper straws. Boy, that, that's a bugaboo for me now. If your restaurant uses paper straws, I will no longer eat at your restaurant. Oh, I hate those fucking things. So his dad says, good morning, y'all. Arnie, look at the diabetes meds. I'm working getting off them and looking for a doctor that will work with me. It's maddening. Once again, imagine if they had a cure for diabetes. They probably do. If they did, Wilford Brimley would still be here with us today. Cowboys Girl says, I was told not to ask where I could get some weed when I went to Texas. The Bible thumpers would not like that at all. Well, I'm a pastor's daughter. Where does God say weed is bad? I asked a bartender in Grapevine. Oh, look, you can get it here, of course. Fuck. Austin, that's that's the smell of Austin. It's just not going to get legalized anytime. Look, they got CBD. They're happy. And they've got a little little win there with the CBD, but regular pot, still not legal here. Uh, Triple T says, fuck a paper straw. Oh, I am anti-paper straws all the way. You know, here's the other thing that you can't do with a paper straw. Guys, you're all going to know this one. I usually don't drink from a straw if I'm at a restaurant. I still drink from a glass. I'm gross. I put my mouth on the glass. Sorry. If it's, a, if it's like a, a to-go place, it, I'll still drink it out of the cup, but I take my straw and I roll up both ends and then have bratty kid thump it in the middle and make a big pop noise. Can't do that with paper straws. My wife is getting a transplant, which is the most effective treatment to cure CML, but they kept her on pills for over two years because of the money. Fucking terrible. Cowboys goes right there in the Bible. Do we... To do weed. Use every plant and herb or whatever verbiage is God wants us high. Hangtown Jen says, you know, I saw an ad on TV for a drug uh, for Tarvid something, a shakiness caused by long-term use of mood inhibitors like Xanax. They got this whole drug in TV commercials for something that less than 200,000 people suffer from a year, yet they can't work on cancer pill. How about, how great is that? There is now a pill to treat you due to the results of another pill that was given to you. If you took Xanax, then get some Tarvid. How fucking awful is that? Jesus. Oh, my God. And this all started due to the fact that overdose deaths have jumped up dramatically in America. By the way, since we're on a stupid-ass thing here, let's keep the stupidity going since we brought up the fucking paper straws, the end of humanity, as I like to call them. L.A. officials will look to respond to climate change with big changes by banning the distribution of ketchup packets at restaurants. There we go. 
There we go. No more ketchup packets, and now the glaciers are refreezing. Hallelujah. Because we will no longer sell hunts or anything like that and have them available to people. We have saved the climate. A new ordinance in Los Angeles will forbid restaurants with 26 or more employees from handing out ketchup and mustard packets without customers requesting them. So, so what are you going? Are you going to shut down a restaurant because they hand out mustard and ketchup packets? Really? Really? And, and the answer is yes, they will. Remember, we had that story in Santa Barbara where they were threatening to take people to jail over the use of plastic straws? I'm not kidding. California Governor Gavin Stupid signed an ordinance in October that will go into effect. The state law expands on the existing law prohibiting the distribution of plastic straws. To apply to any single-use food accessory. Hey, what about the homeless veterans that are homeless living on the streets? How about you fucking look into that? Maybe. Rather than getting rid of our straws. Can, can anybody anywhere just... Do your fucking job. Seriously. This is what you're working on, Gavin? Is this why you haven't been in the public eye so much? Oh, 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 but but I guarantee where where's it at here? Where is it at here? Let me just say it. I guarantee. You see a picture of Gavin Newsom and his fucking wife walking out of Starbucks, guess what they're gonna be using? That's right, I said it plastic straws. Oh my god. This shit fires me up. I mean, come on. Look, look, you know where I stand when it comes to climate change. Personally. If you're a person that deems it to be very important and you want to save the earth, then more power to you. I'm not going to stand in your way. Hell, I won't even make fun of you to your face. Behind your back, sure. That's just me. But do you really think banning plastic straws and now ketchup packets is, is the, the thing that we've been missing? It's the key. <laughs> Did Gavin just invest in a paper straw company? Oh, correction, Arnie, it won't be his wife. It'll be his best friend's wife. Mount Rushmore of Stupid Inventions. Hold on, i got to write that one down. That, I like that one. Stupid Inventions. Because tomorrow we got worse foods ever. Stupid Inventions. Let's see. Let me write what you wrote down. Uh, paper straws. I like this a lot. Hard-boiled eggs in a bag. Eggs in a bag. That's just, that is stupid. A bag 
meatless burgers. And wokeness. I saw something when I was watching. A, by the way, I finished Letterkenny. I finished all nine seasons of Letterkenny. Uh, if you have a chance to see Letterkenny, I'd say watch it. It, it. It's a really funny show. I liked it. A lot of Canadian humor in there, eh? Um, but there was an ad that ran, and it was for something that it, plants that that turn into eggs. But but they're not eggs. It, it, it's plant based. For those people that want to eat eggs, but they don't want to eat eggs. See, I've never gotten this. Maybe y'all could help me on this here. I've always had a problem with the way that they've advertised, like you know, the fucking alcohol free beer. Like this phrase here has always fucking bothered me. It's funny, pitter patter. <laughs> Let's get at her. <laughs> That's a Texas size 10-4 big shooter. Um, it's what beer drinkers drink when they're not drinking beer. Now let, let let's 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 let, let's pull this apart. If you are in fact a beer drinker, it's what beer drinkers drink. Okay, so beer drinkers are usually going to be drinking beer when they're not drinking beer. Well, if a beer drinker is not drinking beer, the beer drinker is not drinking anything. So you can't say whatever near beer you got. Oh, it's what beer drinkers drink when they're not drinking beer. Well, then they're not drinking that because they're not drinking anything. See, words matter in society, people, because you got assholes like me that will pull that sentence apart and go, wait a second, that's wrong. Now, they're showing a picture here uh, of a Red Robin burger in this whole ketchup pack. Red Robin has fucking ketchup on the damn table. They got bottles of it. So this is a fast food law. Fuck that. If I don't drink beer, give me a fucking Dr. Pepper or Cherry Coke. Well, you could say that about RC for me. Or Coke. Let's use Coke. Coca-Cola, it's what Arnie drinks when he's not drinking Dr. Pepper. Well, if I'm not drinking Dr. Pepper, then I'm probably drinking water. It's so dumb. So why don't they say that about diet soda? It's what soda drinkers drink when they're not drinking soda. It's so maddening. It's, it, and nobody stands up to it at all. Uh, All right. Uh, I've been offended by the uh, I've been by those so many times, but I'm afraid the taste will make me want the real stuff. Yeah, I hear you. All right, we got to take a break. We got we still got a shit ton of news to get to today, uh, but we got to take a break because uh, the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy will be on next. Tell me I'm home far away 
Don't you know 
got more ass on it than a public toilet. Probably more diseases, too. The Arnie State Show. Call 775-357-FAS. All right, welcome back to the big show here on a Friday Eve, also known as Thursday. We are calling the one, the only, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy, and we're going to talk some football here this upcoming weekend. I know he's around. He texted me. Hey, there he is, the one and only Joe Murphy. How are you, my friend? Oh, thank God you're playing Willie. Yep. (laughs) How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, as always, I'm I'm a little upset because, you know, I, I I was on the Kyle Rittenhouse jury. Okay. I, you know, I got kicked off though. I, you know, that's the only reason I'm here to do the show. Is wow. I got kicked off. We, we were sequestered, but yeah. What, what, what did you get kicked out for? Well, I went. I snuck out of the hotel and went Christmas shopping at Cabela's. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it, boy, Joe. That'll yeah. do it each and every yeah. time. I mean, come yeah. on, yeah. Uh, excuse me for buying a seven millimeter for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. Hey, have you heard this recent story about, uh, you know, Amazon is taking over Thursday night football next year? Yeah, yeah. And they've announced no. that they have gotten Al Michaels. Have you heard who they're targeting to get to be in the booth with Al Michaels? I'm going to say uh, George Floyd. No, 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 no. George Floyd's not here. He's not oh, here anymore. Okay. No, it's, oh. it's somebody pretty relevant when it comes to announcing football games. Uh, oh, uh, maybe, uh, uh, here, let me guess. Let me guess. Hold on. Um, uh, uh, Manny, big Manny. No. No, and that's a surprise one there. They're actually going after Troy Aikman. Really? Yeah, I mean, they're going to try to pull Troy away from Joe Buck, and I hope he does because I hate Joe Buck. Love Al Michaels. Yes. Hate Chris yeah, Collinsworth. We love that, Mike. I mean, Joe Buck, gee, why is your dad's coattail somewhere else? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I Look, man, here's the thing. If Troy goes this, because Romo's the worst announcer in the game. I'm just telling you that right now. Jim Nance has settled with a loser over at CBS. Al Michaels yeah. and Troy Aikman in the same booth? Yes, please. Yes, I would take that for a 1,000, please. Yeah, yeah. You know, people give uh, people give Chris Collinsworth a lot of crap. And and I he's not bad. You know, he's a Florida Gator, which I can't stand a Florida Gator. I don't care who you where you come from, but but uh uh, uh Collinsworth isn't a bad announcer. He's really not. Oh, Collinsworth's horrible. Colin look, and the nepotism there is even worse. Because Chris Collinsworth's son gets his first media job where? Oh, it's Sunday night football. Isn't that convenient? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that. But I love this story. The story is breaking now that they're trying to get Troy Aikman on the Amazon coverage on Thursday nights. And I'll tell you this, I am so down with that. I will be happy that Troy Aikman finally has a good broadcast partner. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and that's, and that, you know, this whole streaming thing is getting bigger and bigger. I mean, right now there's, you know, uh, you know, nobody can be. Uh, I think I think uh, Squid Game is the only <laughs> TV show on and streaming TV show to be a network program. In, Prob- in oh yeah, viewership. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about how big Tiger King Part 1 was. Tiger King Part 2 started yesterday. But remember how big Tiger King was? Yeah. You know, this streaming stuff is going crazy. You know, it is. And uh, it's like the wave of the future. It really is. Uh, you know, because not many cable shows, not many... I mean, I don't know if any cable shows or oh, streaming shows that beat a network. Still a network show is still oh, there's the one. biggest... There's yeah, one. Yeah, right. And it's yeah, Yellowstone, yeah. baby. Yellowstone had over 11 million viewers on the Paramount Network. You know how huge that is? That is so yeah. fucking big. Yeah. And and uh, I just started watching uh, Yellowstone. Mm. I, you know what? I watched the first episode. Because you, I, I had heard you say, you know, the first 10 seconds of this. And I thought that was season four. Yeah. And I debated. I debated. I debated on should I watch that or should I start from the beginning? And I started from the beginning. So Yeah, you got to start from the beginning. It, great show. Great, amazing show. All right, let's get to football. This is why we got you here, Joe. Um, we're going to start with Saturday college matchups. We have a few. We have more than usual, but these are some good games. We're going to start out in Columbus, Ohio, where the number seven ranked Michigan State Spartans are taking on the number four ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. What do you think about this matchup, Joe? Well, okay, Ohio State, favored by like, what, 19 or something? 19. You know, there's only one team in the Big Ten that belongs in playoffs, and that's Ohio State, obviously. And uh, Ohio State is just far above. They're the only team that could probably come close to matching uh, an Alabama, a Georgia. I know they can beat a Cincinnati, but uh, uh, I I don't know about the points. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, uh, Ohio State minus 19. I, I bet you they route them. They'll route them. Okay. So. Uh, I'm taking little brother. I'm taking little brother. I'm taking Sparty. I like Sparty. Okay. I, I don't right. know why. I just like that, that they're going to throw a wrench into this whole system. I want this system shaken up so bad it breaks. Uh, by the way, Sawyer's dad, Tiger King 2, was on Netflix. So there you go. Thanks uh, for the updates, Barton. Yes. Uh, so there you go. Okay, so you got Ohio State. I got Michigan State. Next one's another big game in the Big 12. Iowa State, who's been a disappointment this year, not as bad as some teams in the Big 12, but we'll get to them later, taking <coughs> on the 9-1 and Oklahoma Sooners. In Norman. In Norman. Yeah, let me, uh, boy, let me find this one. Oklahoma favored by like four and a half. Oklahoma, I think, uh, you know what? They're going to cover that game. They're going to win that game and cover because uh, uh, Caleb, that Caleb is going to have one bad game and he already had it. He had a horrible game last week. And uh, Iowa State on the road, I, you know, when they're at home and the brats are on the grill in Ames, Iowa, uh, they got a shot, but not on the road. Not on the road. Oklahoma wins that game. And, and, and here's the thing. Oklahoma's going to bounce back from the loss to Baylor last week. I, I'm happy that Caleb Williams, the quarterback there, uh, will not be mentioned when, in, the he, in the Heisman talk anymore now. We, we can get his name out of Heisman Talk because he didn't deserve yeah, a, it to begin with. What a horrible uh, performance. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I sadly, I, I want Iowa State to win worse than anything, but I think Oklahoma wins this game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with that. 
Uh, all right, let's go to, I, I, is this Conference USA? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Uh, the SMU Ponies, the Mustangs, Mustangs. if you will. Yep. Taking on the fifth-ranked 10-0 Cincinnati Bearcats. Well, I still remember I had committed to Nebraska, and you know, and then and that guy, a booster from SMU, handed me an envelope of money <laughs> underneath the table. Right. And, and I and I took it, and I still committed to Nebraska. So, uh, but uh, this is kind of this is like besides Notre Dame, this is the only game that uh, that they could possibly lose. I hope they do. I want to knock them out of the playoff picture. But uh, Cincinnati covers. They, they, they just don't face anybody. No, uh, look, they're an 11.5-point favorite. I got them here at 11.5. SMU, if this was last year's SMU team, I think last year's SMU team was a little bit better than this year. SMU is that monkey wrench, but I'm still taking Cincinnati in this game. Yeah, they cover. You yeah. Know that. Uh, all right, next one. Now, the next one's a big one on the West Coast. I, I think this game is all sorts of trouble, and I can't find – oh, there it is. Number three, Oregon, is on the road going to the Mormon state itself, the University of Utah. Utah's 7-3. Right. and three. This is – if I can get a drum roll, this is also one of my picks of the week. Oh, okay, hold on a second here. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. You're a beautiful crowd. Um, <laughs> I love. I love Utah favored by Utah favored by three. Yeah. Oregon wins this game. I don't really? even know why Utah's favored. Oregon wins this game outright. Well, I know a guy that played at Utah and now he plays for the New York Giants. Uh, Deontay uh, Booker, running back for the New York Giants, went to Grant High School in Sacramento. I'm going with the Utes. I'm taking the Utes. Okay. Utes yeah, Oregon, all day you know, long. Oregon will win this game outright. And, and I'll definitely take the points. But yeah, Oregon. I think I think Oregon belongs probably just like Wisconsin, and we'll get to them later. Uh, Oregon is uh, going to end up uh, at the end because they just get better and better, just like Wisconsin. They lost early, and and they learned from it, and they're getting better and better. And uh, Oregon is going to win this game. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Let's talk about that Wisconsin team because they are taking on your beloved Nebraska Cornhuskers who uh, lost lost these games this year by less than a touchdown, most of them. Is this yeah. the game that Nebraska pulls it all together? All right. You know what? I hope so. Here, my only problem is, you know, Wisconsin, you know, they, they like I said, they get better and better. Uh, they're the only team. The only team Wisconsin will lose to in this. Uh, I don't. In, is is the Ohio State. Other than that, uh, uh, like I say, Nebraska's only lost uh, by less than nine points. Only one game. The right. rest of them are like less than six games. So I'm so happy for my Huskers, but I don't. I I just. I think that uh, Wisconsin is just getting better and better, and. Uh, I hope Nebraska covers. This is just if Nebraska was at home against Wisconsin, I would love to bet that money line and and hope they win. But uh, uh, 
Wisconsin's probably going to win this game, which pains me to say that, but, uh, but right. I, you know, but, but I, 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 I don't like Wisconsin to cover. I like Wisconsin. They'll probably win the game. If, the, if Nebraska wins it, I, you know, I'll probably fall off the wagon, but <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that, that we can, if we win this, oh, for God's sake, Scott Ross, keep your job. Yeah. All right. Last game. And yes, I, I'm not even, they don't deserve the music. They lost to fucking Kansas last week. My oh beloved my four and six Texas Longhorns. Only two games left and we got to win them both to get to a fucking bowl game. Taking on, they have to ch- travel to Morgantown, West Virginia and probably have sex with their aunts and their nieces. Taking on, taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Where do you think they filmed The Hills Have Eyes? Is it West Virginia? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Artie, I, I, I take down every score of every college game. I write it down after I write down, you know, before the, the games begin, I write the spread down and I go over them and I write the scores. And every week there's a team that is favored by like this many and they lose by as many. And the biggest one of them all happened to be last week. I did Kansas was favored by, I mean, Texas, excuse me, was favored by 30 and they lost Texas favored by 30 and they lost. That doesn't happen anywhere else but college football. No, you're right. And what a great game. Um, No, not really. Okay. We, we, we lost our best player, John Robinson, our running back, dislocated his elbow. He's out for the rest of the season. I, I don't even know what to think anymore of this team. I, I mean, I, I've literally hit a wall with this team. Yeah, no, that was a hard I mean, that was – I couldn't believe it when I saw – and I and I tuned in uh, for the end of it. I think I was watching something else and uh, another game and – and, and and Texas just came roaring back. Yep. Only to say, you know, Kansas, what do they got to lose? They're one and eight, and they were like, the hell with this. We're going for two. Yep. And, and got and, it. And Bronco Nagurski caught that pass. I don't know who the hell that guy was. But. Oh, yeah. On the hold that wasn't called. I mean, yeah, I have, I have photographic evidence that there was a hold <laughs> on that play that wasn't called, and they win the game. But, hey, that's what college football is. Right, right. And and then, but Texas went back. I, I tell you what, Arnie, you you got your hands full this week. Yeah. You really do. I, I hope that you win. Uh, you know, obviously Nebraska, they're not going to a bowl game. Uh, I, I I'm pulling for Texas for you. I hope you do. But but uh, West Virginia, and that is at. Let me see. Where's that it's at? At West Virginia. At West Virginia. Oh, ouch, ouch. Yeah, that that could get tough for you. Um. I'm not happy. I'm not excited. I will watch part of this game. I will probably turn it off at halftime because I will be so disgruntled. But, hey, I still got to pick my horns. So, there you go. Of course. Of course. All right. Let's 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 transition over to Sunday's games. We'll start with tonight's game, though. Tonight on Fox, the 6-4 and four Patriots are on the road. Undefeated team on the road taking on the... The Atlanta Falcons, who got the shit beat out of them last week by the Cowboys. Oh my God! I, you know, one of the three teams over three teams is routed. They routed everybody. Uh, I mean, three teams that routed. I mean, who was the Patriots? Uh, the, uh, the, the Cowboys. The Bills, yeah, and, and the Cowboys. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, 
You know what? The Patriots, I, you know, I really like this Mac Jones kid. I do, he, too. He, he, he's a competitor. He really is. I like him, and, and I think he's got, you know, with, with, with Belichick as his head coach, I think he might actually do something in the NFL. Yeah, you know, I like watching him play. He's fun to watch, and uh, the Patriots are on the road. The Falcons, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think my grandpa's older than Matt, uh, Matt Ryan. So I, I, you know, I, I, I like, I like the Falcons to finally maybe get one. I mean, I wow, maybe because I hate the Patriots so okay. much. But. All right, wow, I, I'm I'm taking the Patriots all day long on that game. And oh, once wow. again, what happened last Thursday? Oh yeah, I, well I don't remember what happened last Thursday. Who played? Yeah, last I do. Thursday? I do. The Dolphins. Oh, that's beat. right. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, good call. Good call on that. Okay. All right. Uh, Sunday, first game we'll talk about are the five and five Colts on the road against the six and three Buffalo Bills. Bills favored by a touchdown. Boys, the Bills are they are they still uh, celebrating? I don't know. Um, the, the Colts have nothing to show. I mean, so I'm going to take the Bills at home. I think they, I, I think they learned their lesson. Uh, not from that week. They, they rolled last week, but uh, they, uh, if they want to make the playoffs, you cannot. You got to keep winning, and yeah. I think they're going to keep winning. I like the Bills in this game. I like the Bills in the AFC, but that's me. Uh, next game, the six and three Baltimore Ravens. Taking on the hopeless three and six Chicago Bears. Okay, there's three people. There's three people that 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 are in the media that have no place there. Okay, okay. because okay, Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, he has every spot in the media. But but uh, Carson Daly. Okay. Okay. Rob, <laughs> Rob uh, Kardashian. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, Kardashian, I know who course, you're talking about. Yeah. And and Chris Payne has no place in the media. None. And they're oh my god! But they couldn't make my grandma laugh. It's a tickled her feet. And uh and uh, and and they're Bears fans, so I hate the Bears. Uh, they they lose it. The Ravens will because the Ravens are super pissed. After losing again, mm-hmm. so I, I'm going with the. Uh, and by the way, your former there was a former show you were on at, yes. at one time, and uh, and I, I I was watching or listening actually on a YouTube video where uh, where you guys spoke out of you know, and I could not believe and this was 2008 that uh, someone was this obnoxious about. You know certain things. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Today, if you said that today, mm-hmm. oh my God, you yep. would. We'll, we'll, we'll let that go. But I yeah. mean, yeah, you would. You would be in jail. But I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy because I totally am on board with it. But yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, but the Bears lose. The Bears lose. Bears lose. Okay. How about the Detroit Lions? Who, Joe, your team, the Steelers, tied the Lions last week. Come on, Joe, and um. now. Now the Lions are taking on the Browns. Is this where the Lions get their win? Nope. <laughs> nope. No, they do not. If they can't beat a Steeler team without Roethlisberger, they are not going to beat a Lions team with Jared Goff. Okay. 
All right, all right. That that was an easy game right there. How about the Texans and the Titans? The battle of the original Houston Oilers and now the Houston Texans. Okay, so they're the same team, basically. Pretty much, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Titans favored by Ken. Titans win it, but I think Ken's too many. I think the uh, the Titans stand for it. I, I think the Titans are one of the best teams in the uh, NFL. But, uh, but But the Texans... Uh, I think they, I think they come close. I think they lose like you know they they come close and they you know they go off the field crying and hoping they that they, they thought they won one but they don't because they won't win this game. They won't win a game. I don't think in the NFL this year. But uh, well, the Texans but, already have a win, so they they've got the win under their belt already. Okay, well, not another one. Okay, they're Excuse done me. for the rest of the season. This the game, I I refuse to pick this game. I just refuse to pick this game because both teams I know, are because your ex-wife, who I'm currently dating, is <laughs> in Tennessee. Hey, good for you. You enjoy that. Marry her and then pay the alimony, too. Uh, <laughs> no, as soon as I marry her, you're off the hook, kid. How about the 8-2 and two Green Bay Packers taking on the 4-5 and five Minnesota Vikings? You won't beat the Vikings. You're not going to beat the Vikings at home again this year. Really? Yeah. Even the yeah. eight and two Packers? Yeah, no, the, the, the guess what? There's the eight and three Packers. Wow. Wow, that's a huge pick right there. Holy shit. Um, all right, how about the Dolphins and the Jets? Boy, this is a fucking punishment game. Hey, if you live in New York or Miami, fuck you. This is the game you're getting. I know. The Dolphins. Let me find this one. Hold on, buddy. Oh, at the Jets. Oh, yeah. in New Jersey. Thanks. And thanks. I think I'll watch an episode of Friends instead yeah. of this one. But anyway, uh, the Dolphins at the Jets. Dolphins on the road. Two is back. Uh, he came in. You know what? I, my, I, I, I thought he was hurt, but they started. Uh, who's the other kid they started? And Jacoby then two came in. Oh, Jacoby. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. And then they brought in Tua. And uh, I, I don't know who's going to start this, but, uh, oh, boy, I tell you what, that's a tough one, boy. you got me stumped right here. But uh, I, I like that. You know what? It's another Jets upset. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, let's see. how uh, It's going to be 57 degrees. It's going to be warm enough for the Dolphins to win, but I'll take the Jets at home. I'll, I'll throw them a bone. Uh, next one is the five and four Saints against the four and six Eagles in Philadelphia. The city of brotherly love. Yeah. Okay. Uh, boy, that's uh, boy. Let me take a look at this one. Steve's gonna get my stats. I have a whole crew here that I work. I understand. I, work with. I understand. I, I know you're a one man show, but hey, I do have a staff. As, as well, you should. Thank God, because I'm nowhere without my staff. Oh boy, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Fuck it, damn it, boy. You know, okay, real quick before we go to the before we go to the Saints at the Eagles. If I have to watch, if I have to watch, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the the Panther quarterback. I cannot think of it. Cam Newton. Uh, Yes, if I have to watch him go, I'm back one more time, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, oh, my is. God. I mean, he won but, last week. 
go see a dentist for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. You know, you know what? I wish you were back in the toilet. Uh, I love the Eagles in this. Really? Okay. Wow. Taking the Eagles at home against the Saints. Interesting yeah, pick. Well, now we got to talk about the Panthers because they're the next game up. The Panthers are at home against the Washington football team. Oh, and by the way, the Washington, no, the Panthers home. Oh, by the way, thank God for the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> yeah. No oh shit. my God. I, no shit. The Guardians, are you really? You couldn't be like a bear or a, no. or a jaguar. Or or even a cornhusker. No, no, no the guardian. You know what you mean the guardian. You know what you mean the guardians of last place. Okay, <laughs> so go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> so I like. Uh, you got to say the the Redskins since you hate Cam Newton so much. You got to. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I like the Redskins. You know, you uh, you put the words right in my mouth. Or the football yeah. team, whatever. How about one yeah. of the bigger disappointments of the season? The San Francisco 49ers on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, and I'll tell you what. Uh, like I said, there's upsets every week. There's going to be four of them. And not only did I bet the Niners. At the beginning of the game, I bet the Niners at halftime, and guess what? I'm eating Little Caesars this week, buddy. <laughs> so everybody else can go suck me. Uh, I like the Niners. Well I, well, I like the Niners, too. They're playing the Jags. This is not the weekend to take a nap there, Niners. Right. Uh, how about the 5-4 uh, the and four Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders? Could the Raiders look any worse than they did? I mean, I you know I thought they had some incentive. I thought they had something on their side, but the, but the Raiders bounced back. That's basically a pick 'em game. Uh, there's no spread really in the game, and so it's it's kind of uh, who wins this one wins. And uh, I'm going with the Raiders. Okay. I like the Raiders. I like I, I like the Raiders in a very very close game. Very close game. Uh, now we get to my beloved Dallas Cowboys, the seven and two class of the NFL. Dallas Cowboys taking on the six and four Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my God, the Chiefs and the Cowboys. This, you know this this could actually be like a premier matchup. Uh, it's in Kansas City, which this year doesn't mean anything. Nope. Uh, usually that meant a lot, but uh, I think the Chiefs. Uh, you know what? Uh, Arnie, I hate to say it, but I, I hope that the Longhorns and the Cowboys both don't go down on the same weekend that I think it might happen, buddy. Yeah, I, th- this game has me a little worried, but then I remember last week the ass whooping that we looked so good at. I got to take the Cowboys. Cowboys, I think there's going to be a lot of blue in that damn stadium this weekend. Just saying. Can you, can you answer me one question? Why? Yeah. Why the Fox NFL pregame? Why does Jimmy Jones get to stay home? I think because of COVID and he's old. I, I I think I think that's what it is. 
Oh, yeah, and Terry Bradshaw's a spring chicken. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's Jimmy. Jimmy's going to do what Jimmy wants to do, so. He really will. I used to, I hated him when he, when he was head coach at Miami because, of course, you know, they beat yeah. our Huskers, but yeah. anyway. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope they win, but uh, the Chiefs, here's the thing. If the Chiefs lose this game at home against the Cowboys, uh, they won't even be in. Uh, they will. They will not be in the AFC Championship. They may not even make the, the AFC Divisional Playoffs. So. I, I I can agree with all that. Uh, how about the battle of the NFC West, the eight and two Cardinals against the three and six Seahawks? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the Cardinals on the road. There's no rust. There's no. Uh, there's no. Uh, no sun. Um, the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks uh, are, they show us that they can maybe win a game with Russell Wilson without him. I don't care. Seahawks win that game. In fact, that might be a pick of the week for me. I think the Seahawks win at home. Getting points, I like it. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray is supposed to come back. I don't care. I hate Kyler Murray, and I hate the Seahawks, so this is game number two. I'll pick the Seahawks. So I, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick them to win this one. All right, Sunday night game. Your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers will be on the road against the team that I cannot get on board with because they aren't real. And that is the 5-4 and four Los Angeles Chargers. This depends on who plays quarterback. Um, if he's off the COVID list, uh, if Ben's back, you know, if we, if we, if we I mean, we tied with Mason Rudolph from the University of Wyoming. Uh, yes. we we tied the the lion for God's sake. Um, if he's back, uh, we may tie again. I, you know what? I'm gonna call a tie again. Oh, wow, another tie! Wow, two weeks in a row of ties. Yeah, uh, two ties this week. Yeah, I, I I don't like I don't like this game. I think it'll be a very close game again, very low scoring game because the Chargers just. I wanted to jump on board with the Chargers, but I can't. I just can't. They let me down too much. And then the Monday night game. The 3-6 and six New York football Giants are on the road taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I remember last week I said that, you know, uh, Brady the week before got the ball with two minutes back and I uh, two minutes to go and I said, oh, God, here we go. You know, Brady's going to. He's gonna he's gonna throw a touchdown pass, marry another supermodel, and have another commercial. Right. And, but he lost. But he lost. And so I don't think that happens three weeks in a row. Uh, the Buccaneers. Oh, no, wait, wait. Eleven and a half. No, no. Giants cover. I think the Giants and Danny Jones pulled together. They may not win, but they will cover this game, uh, even in Tampa Bay. Uh, but the, the Buccaneers will probably win it. But uh, I, I think that uh, the Giants cover. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, say thank you to Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. I appreciate it, my friend. And we will talk to you next week, buddy. Hey, uh, yeah, wait a minute, Arnie. Yes, sir. Real quick, is it next week Thanksgiving? Yeah, we won't be talking. We'll talk on uh, how's Wednesday work for you. Is that all right? Because you, you really, I, I, I have nowhere to go if you want to invite me over. Oh, no, no, no. We'll be out of the house, Joe. Sorry about oh, okay. that. Yeah. No, but, I, I, that's fine. I'll go to Danny. I'm okay. good. Uh, but does Wednesday <laughs> does Wednesday work for you next week? 
If you want to call me Wednesday, that's yeah. you know what? I love talking to you, Arnie, because all, right. uh, all the time. Because otherwise, I, I'm, I have no more tear time. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> well, hey, I will talk to you on Wednesday then next week. Thanks, Arnie. I all love right, you, buddy. See Thank ya, buddy. you, Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Now, we can't go to break quite yet. We got to talk about this story out of the state of Oklahoma. Now, I'm not picking on the state of Oklahoma here. I know, I know, everybody just settle down, settle down here. Uh, Barricades are being built around the home of Oklahoma's governor due to the fact that he is thinking about stopping or impeding the execution of death row inmate Julius Jones. And this all is happening due to the fact that Kim Kardashian has yet again made a desperate plea for clemency. Now, I don't know enough about this case to say right or wrong. Uh, but Julius Jones, he's 41 years old, scheduled to be put to death on today. Today's Thursday, yes. Uh, he was convicted of killing Paul Howell in 1999, has maintained his innocence over the last 20 years. Kim Kardashian, who's been lobbying Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt, who I actually like the guy, to follow parole board's recommendations and grant Jones clemency. Even though the governor has refused to meet with Jones's family, Oklahoma City police erected barriers around his house where Jones supporters have been gathering for weeks. So... If somehow this guy gets off, Kim Kardashian, does Kim Kardashian even need to pass the bar? I mean, she got that one gal off from a life sentence. By the way, that was a law that was passed during the crime bill that your president, Joe Biden, wrote and defended in his crime bill of 1996. Look it up, people. Woman went to jail on her first offense for life because the amount of drugs that were, were found. She went to drugs for life, and now she's been given clemency. He was convicted in 2002 in the murder of a businessman during a carjacking. Uh, his case became huge because Viola Davis did a documentary in 2008 and gained support. I don't know. Look, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but there are barricades set up. This country right now is just in a power powder keg. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine? If the Kyle Rittenhouse thing comes out and he's found or he's acquitted, not guilty of murder, and the governor executes a black man today, Wow. Maybe I'm misunderstanding, but it sounds like he hasn't been given parole, but the parole board says let him go. I guess, I mean, like I said, uh, the state's pardon and parole board voted 3-1 to one on November 1st to recommend Stitt grant clemency to Jones and commute his sentence to life in prison. So they aren't going to let him go. They're just not going to put him to death. Like, he ain't going to be walking out. 
He'll be walking, but he won't be walking out. Now, let's see. Hal's sister, Megan Toby, said she had gone out with Mr. Paul, the man who was murdered, and his two daughters to buy school supplies and stop for ice cream. Uh, Rachel Howe, who was nine at the time of the killing, said she remembered waving at Jones as he approached the driver's side of the SUV and shot her dad in the head without saying a word. When we pulled up in the driveway and stopped, I looked over and saw Julius Jones walking up to the car. However, Jones claims he was framed by the actual killer, Jordan, a high school friend and co-defendant who testified against Jones and was released from prison after 15 years. So... Interesting case. It's a he said against he said, and then a little girl said. Now, little girl is nine at the time. I don't know. I don't know. I just find it. I I find this all really scary. So what I'm what I'm trying to say to you, as family, is this: If you are out and about today, and either the verdict is rendered in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, or This man is put to death at 4 o'clock Central Standard Time, which would be 2 o'clock on the West Coast. I implore you all to just be a little bit more heads up today. Keep I'm not going to necessarily say keep your head on a swivel, but it wouldn't be that bad of an idea. I wonder if Jones went up and said, your name is Toby before shooting him. (laughs) Stop that ogre. Uh, all right. Let's see what else did we not get to in that first segment. Oh, where did my sheet go? Holy sheet, it's gone. Oh, there we go. Now it's back. Uh, all right. So we got that one. Oh, and we'll do. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's do this one here. I'm just gonna keep driving straight home. People are protesting here at the Capitol. Now, Iraz, I, I I know that you live in Oklahoma. Do you did I leave anything out? I mean, is this guy possibly innocent? Should he be released? Or I, I'm I'm just wondering, because like I said, I haven't followed this case. High school kids walked out yesterday in Oklahoma City saying justice for Julius. Well, they all realize that he, he's still gonna be in prison, right? He he's not getting sent home. He's not being given clemency. I'm very, very confused about this case. But, hey, Kim Kardashian's behind it. So, I tell you what, that broad's got some fucking pull, doesn't she? Doesn't sound like anyone believes he's innocent, really. No, it doesn't. Uh, All right, how about this story before we take a break? Congress is on the verge of including women over 18 in the military draft. We talked a little bit about this a few uh, weeks ago. Uriah says, I haven't followed the details. I know people think he's innocent, though. They just don't want him to die. Okay, fair enough. Republicans slam a bid that could pass next week as a bid to further ridicule uh, ridiculous political equity. Now, we had to talk about this on the show, and... This was a couple months ago we talked about this. And I don't remember what the consensus was because we talk about a lot of things on this show, and I'm old, and Alzheimer's runs in my family, so I I think it's starting to kick in a little bit. Um, How do we all feel, as family, I got the Jeopardy music ready to play, how do you feel about 
women having to sign up with selective service and possibly get drafted into the military. See, Alicia says 100% okay with it. Ogre says, I'm all for it. Uriah says, I am deeply against drafting women. If they want to serve, fine, sign up. I don't like the draft, period. No, I, and, and look, we don't have a draft. They're, they're not going to be putting a draft in place anytime soon. I can't think. Uh, I think we should abolish the selective service, Douglas says. If they want to be considered equal, then by all means, allow it. Any draft is garbage. I like that uh, uh, option better, Douglas, to abolish. Now, now look, I signed up for selective service when I was 18. They do it in Israel, and we're supposed to be about equality, so let's be about fucking equality. That's what Alicia says. Okay. Now, let's see. I don't want to see this, but feminism has been asking for it for years. I don't want women in the military at all. Now, we know that women are in the military. There was a woman who recently, and I know that Alicia sent me the story about it, and I I never got to it, and I'm sorry that I didn't get to it, who passed her sniper training. Now, I'm I'm, I'm here to say this right now. If women want to serve in the military, I don't have a problem. I really don't. I don't like selective service. I signed up for it when I was 18. I was very proud to sign up for it because I was willing to fight for my country if I was if I was called. But I don't think that we're there anymore. I think that we have enough people in the military where we don't need selective service per se. And I think if women want to join the military, then they should be allowed to. Because, and I'll say this again, if I've said it once, I will say it a million times. And I'm not, I'm trying not to be sexist here. I promise you I am. Trying not to be sexist. But when it comes down to this, if women were put in the front line, Americans, first and foremost, couldn't handle it. Can you imagine? Because right now, look, the only place that we're going to war is probably in the Middle East. And I will tell you that women will become big, big targets. And I'm, like I said, hey, I'm all for equality too. But the American people, on the other hand, would not be able to handle it when the NBC Nightly News or the CBS Evening News or the whatever they call ABC show the videotape of a jihadist group with a woman tied up and possibly crying and they're about to behead her. We, we hate seeing that at, at, with a man. We do as Americans. We all hate seeing that as a man. But it gets 
so much worse if that was a woman. There's only one good thing that ever came out of the movie G.I. Jane, because there was no nipple in there, so it fucking failed on that many points with Demi Moore and Viggo Mortensen. And if you ever ask a Navy SEAL about that movie, they might punch you. Um, but when they when they take the 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 group as prisoners, if there's a woman in the group, they will use her in front of those prisoners to get vital information by openly raping her. And we're to believe that a whole battalion of enlisted or even drafted, let, let, let's stay with the draft. The, we're, we're here to think that a group of drafted United States soldiers aren't going to give in to stop the raping of a female. I know I, I, I sound terrible and it sounds sexist right now, but I, look, I'm just, I'm trying to speak the truth. Maybe the gal can handle it, but the problem is that good old farm boy who was, who was taught how to protect women his entire life sees this happening and there's nothing he can do. The only way he can stop her from being raped is give up where the, the allies are, putting a lot of people at risk. Americans can't handle being misgendered. Uh, that, to me, is more the, is a moot point. If we're going to have a selective service, then everyone should have to do it. If this is too much, then get rid of selective service. Okay. I'm okay with that. I don't even know, like, anymore what selective service is. I mean, I haven't had to do it in, what, 32 years? I don't think that women should be drafted. There you go. I don't think men should be drafted. There you go. I think that we have a strong enough military, especially if we allow them to do their job, the men and women that are already in there. Mm -mm. People sat idly by at the subway as that dude raped the girl a month ago. Yeah, those people aren't in the military, though. And it was in New York. That's why I preface this with a southern guy who was drafted. I don't disagree with you, Douglas, but can you imagine that happening in front of me? Do you think I was, I'd let that happen? Think I'd let a girl, a woman get hit in front of me? Fuck no. That shit ain't going to happen. There are a lot of people that are out there that won't sit idly by. But there are people that will. I don't know. I, 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 I think this is a catch-22, and just telling you right now, I don't want to see it. That's what the Reserve's National Guard are for, so we don't have to use the draft again. Well, I hope so. I, then I don't even understand why Congress is even talking about this. That's the thing I hate, is Congress brings this shit up to make us fight between ourselves. Damn Congress. Damn bastards. Come on now, you're old school. My generation is fucking weak. I'm not going to say, look, look I, I'm not going to pigeonhole because, I look, here's the thing. I've met a lot of people that are in the what millennials or Gen Z. There's some good stand-up people like you, Douglas. 
I can't, I can't look. And there are terrible people in Gen X. Not many, but, you know. You have men that can't handle the same shit that people say women can't handle. I know men that can't handle a punch to the face or body. Saying one gender can't handle it. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that women can't handle the job. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm saying that women will be targets and the American people will not be able to handle it. The American people, look, look, we know how, how fucking weak the American people are. If there's a thing on the nightly news where a female who was drafted gets captured by terrorists and they're about to behead her, there will be enough Americans saying, end this war now. That's all I'm saying. Look, I blame this on society. I'm not putting this on women. I'm not putting this on any. I'm putting this on society. Imagine today's society, since we like to go back and do things, imagine today's society when we stormed the beaches of Normandy. Today's society, we would have said, end it now. We would all be having sauerkraut for breakfast. And all be speaking German. Because today's society is fucking weak. And see, we need to root that out. But I don't want to root that out by some gal getting her head lopped off and people going, let's kick their ass even more. There are people that aren't weak in my generation. But I would argue that percentage of weakness is much higher in the millennial. Oh, I would too. Absolutely, because you were raised by parents in Generation X who felt guilty. That's where all this guilt shit starts. No, I talk about this whole white guilt. I, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why it's there. But it's my generation's fault. I can full-on look in the mirror and say, this is my generation's problem because it was my generation that raised Gen Y or, or millennials, things like that. You all came from Gen Xers. And we made you soft. We were the ones that handed out the trophies to everybody. My dad was even pre-boomers. My dad was born in fucking 1930, so I'm fucking old, old school. But today's society is so weak. I think if you had a unit of women and pissed them off, the world would not be able to handle the wrath and psychological warfare that would be. Look, I'm not saying that women can't do the job. Not at all. Not at all. What I'm saying is America couldn't handle seeing dead women on the cover of Newsweek. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, think. look what happened when Joe Biden fucked up the exit of Afghanistan. There was a female who was killed, part of the 13, from the Roseville area. And I think it was made that much worse. It was so bad as it was that he fucked the 
he shit the bed with the the whole exit strategy as it was, and then put Marines in harm's way, including a female? Imagine if that was 13 females. How much worse it would be. Uh, And the boomers are the ones responsible for that. My parents were at the end of the boomers. I, I don't understand. Like, 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 we, we can blame my society or my group. We can blame the boomers. We can blame all this. It's the group of parents that decided to hand out trophies to everybody. That's the group that I'm talking to. You ruin kids because they all became entitled little shit stains. There is nothing worse than hearing a kid in the store cry for something that they want and the parents give in. I used to enjoy watching kids cry and want shit in stores. And why? Because I knew the parents ain't going to give in to that shit and the kid gets fucking disappointed. That's good. Disappointment fucking builds some character. But we aren't there anymore. We, we, we just aren't. Like it or not, we aren't there anymore. Can we get back? That's a great question. I'm going to let you guys sit on that question. And the question is, can America get back to where we were? Uh, if you want to call it an exit. I honestly don't think Papal batted an eye over the fact that a female a Marine died. In my circle, it was the way the exit, if you want to call it that, happened. I agree. I agree with that. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Before I take this break, not without copious amounts of violence. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Ogre. Before I take a break here, I think America was mad enough at the exit, and I'm not going to say anything about this Marine that died. We saw her picture a lot. I mean, even here in Texas, we saw her picture a lot more than any other Marines. Now, I'm not saying I'm not putting that on her or her family. I think they should have fucking showed every family member, I, every one of those Marines a bunch of times. But this was the media, what they do. This is the media, once again, just like that I talked about earlier in the Daily Observation. The media wants you to see it in a certain way. I thank God for people like you, Alicia, that didn't see it in that way. Uh, to answer that question, Mr. Rise wrote me this. The only way all this goes away is by admitting that this country has cancer and standing up to it and saying no along with coming together is the only way to defeat it. Cutting and running and hiding is not a winning strategy. Going along to get along only gets you more. Bravo, Mr. Arise. I like it. I like it a lot. Christopher's, yes, we can come back, but it will take an entire generation growing up in a Great Depression and World War III. Well, that means they probably won't be hearing me because if there's World War III, ain't nobody going to be heard from. Just letting you know. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. And also hit me up on Mixler. Happy Friday Eve, people.
757-FANS or 775-376-EZ-EZ. Just to go back real quick to one thing, Scott says, I wish we'd go back to those days, back in the old days where kids understood you're going to get an ass whooping. He said, I wish we'd go back to those days. I got yelled at by people that weren't even my parents in public. I want to be on the giving end now. I had plenty of the receiving during the 70s and early 80s. Amen to that. Oh, man, to yell at other people's kids. that That's a rite of passage that I want to come back for shizzle. Oh, man. Everybody enjoyed the Metallica double shot? Good, 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 good. I figured that y'all would. Um, all right. Let, let, uh, y'all got to help me with something here. I'm, I'm pretty hip. I'm pretty hip. I'm a hip cat, if you will. Now, this whole... Taylor Swift fucking new record that came out. All right, which is her old record that she reworded a few songs so she could own the rights to. And from what I understand, radio stations around the country said they will start playing all those versions of songs now instead of the old version. That way she can get her money because she's obviously living paycheck to paycheck. Then she put out some kind of fucking video type, like, small feature that was about the song uh, that she wrote when she got dumped by Jake Gyllenhaal. And Jake Gyllenhaal probably dumped her because she wouldn't give up the Poonani. I'm just telling you that's what happened. And there's something about a scarf. Now, now, now look, this isn't about the Jake Gyllenhaal gate. Or the, the whole thing with, with Taylor Swift. My whole rant is this. Who the fuck wears scarves? I, 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 mean, I, I mean, really. Y'all ain't got a jacket that goes up all the way? You got to wear a scarf, and then you got to tie it in that oh-so-cool guy way? I mean, we, we don't live in London, people. I have never understood this appeal of a scarf. Scarves are big. They're bulky. By the way, this has driven up sales of scarves around the country because T-Swizzle had to do something about it. Scarves are a warm accessory. Just pop the collar on your damn coat and zip it all the way up. Scarves. I've never under... I I, I don't get it. Maybe it's because I've come from a warm climate because they don't sell scarves anywhere in Texas. I'm just here to tell you. you If you want a scarf, you have to go to another state. Uriah says, I enjoy wearing scarves if done right. LOL, sorry. You don't have to be sorry. I just don't get it. Like, like, like I, don't, uh, I don't get the appeal of mittens either. Why in the fuck do you not want your fingers to be able to be movable? You got mittens on. Oven mitt, fine. Understand that. Mittens, never understood. Scarves, never understood. Twenty sixteen, Chris Jericho had it. T Swift is stealing it from him. <laughs> uh, Straight Fire says scarves are gay. 
Arise says, you're not a girl. Aren't you? No, no, it, uh, this isn't about girls. Look, look, I'm not coming after the ladies here. Ladies, you want to make your fashion apparel, accessories, all that game? I understand. you got swag. I'm mainly talking about dudes wearing scarves. I don't get it. Man the fuck up a little bit, shall you? You know who wears scarves? Let me tell you who wears scarves. People like Benedict Cumberbatch. They wear scarves. You know who else wears scarves? Jake Gyllenhaal. You know what? You know two guys that would never be on a manly man list? Jake Gyllenhaal and Benedict Cumberbatch. Hugh Grant probably wears scarves. Andy Dick probably wears scarves. You know who doesn't wear a scarf? Bo Jackson. He don't wear no scarf. Uh, maybe because you're not gay and scarves are for women and gays, okay? I can, I can rock a mock turtleneck, regular turtleneck. That, that just feels wrong. That, that's too many layers on my throat. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting strangled. Uh, I'm all good with the scarf bashing, but you say one wrong word about beanies, and it's on, brother. I get beanies. I understand your hat. Look, I, I wear a hat every day of the year. I understand beanies. I don't like them. I'll just say it right now. I don't like wearing beanies. I like there to be uh, some kind of directional force on my hat to where I can look and, and my, my eyes are protected. Cowboy hats, got the brim. Baseball caps, got the brim. <laughs> You'd have to wear a dry softest neck. Oh, Andy Dick probably wears a mini scarf. Tom Brady does. That's why he's not the GOAT. Look, he can be the GOAT, but he ain't a man. I'll tell you that right now. Tom Brady is not a man. Tom Brady has, this is a true thing, look this up. He has an endorsement deal with Uggs. Men don't wear Uggs. Men don't wear mittens, and men don't wear scarves. The end. If you were to ever come to my, my, my let's say I build the man's clubhouse. You got to learn the secret knock. Once you get the secret knock, we, we ask you a few questions to gain access to the man's club. Have you ever worn a scarf? Do you, do you know how to tie a scarf properly? If the answer is yes, I do, out. How about a dicky? Dickies are creepy, man. Those th- let me let me just say it right now. It, you, Guys that get dickies, those things are so weird that you have a square, like, fucking patch of fabric that lays on your chest and you got a neck piece. No. Uh-uh. Just get a mock turtleneck, man. Mock turtleneck's good. Dickies are weird. That's all I got to say. Dickies are weird. I don't care for those. By the way, fellas... If I catch you wearing earmuffs, oh, it's fucking on. I will end a dude wearing earmuffs. Okay? Okay, see, that's why they make the knit hat. They make the knit cap 
for guys who get their little earsies colds. See, you pull the knit cap all the way down, and your ears is covered. But if you buy earmuffs or even ear warmers, for the love of Christ, let me let me just say this right now. You knock on that fucking that 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 door, and I say, "Did you bring your earmuff?" Well, yes, I did. Get out. See ya. Yep, Dick equals cousin Eddie in Christmas vacation in my mind. Yes, oh, absolutely. The Dickies are straight. Like, like I would see you wearing a Dickie if you didn't want to stain the shirt that was underneath it. Like, if you were eating something that had red sauce and you had a Dickie on, I think it's perfect for that. But it ain't a napkin. Dickies are horrible. Mm-mm-mm. And I missed a golden opportunity last week. Oh, my God. Man, did I, and I'm still mad about this. Last week when we went out to uh, Tolbert's to get donkey tails, we're leaving. And I don't know much about corgis. Ratty Kid does. Um, and we're walking out. And we see these people, and they have a couple corgis. They're not purebred corgis, though. Let, let, let's, let's just get on with that right now. Oh, Jesus. No, no, Ogre, i got to get back to you here. Um, Braddy Kid told the people, oh, I have a, a purebred corgi. And they said, cardigans, and I missed my opportunity because I didn't know that's what, that's what corgis were called. And I just I didn't even think of it. I should have said, no, it's a pullover, but thanks. I missed my moment. Oh, I'm so I'm still mad at that. Ogre. Ascots. Ascots are not badass. Nobody could rock an ascot like Michael Corleone. Uh, there is one guy, Fred from the Magic Mystery Machine. Hello. Fred had that big gigantic orange ascot he wore all the time. Ascots, you're you're asking for a beating if you wear an ascot. You know why Michael Corleone could wear a mascot? Because he was the head of the fucking mob. Jesus Christ, I'd wear a panda outfit if I was the head of the mob. Who's going to say anything to me? I'm the head of the fucking mob. Oh, I'm not going to say it to Michael Corleone. That's why he's doing it. When you have that much power, you can do whatever you want. Hell, Michael Corleone could wear an ascot and be rocking earmuffs. I ain't going to say nothing to him. We talk all kinds of bad shit behind his back to non-Italian people. It's like you complimenting Jay-Z. Yeah, no, uh-uh. I ain't going to do that neither. So there you go. I just want to get that off my chest. That's all. I, I, I just want to get that off my chest. I don't understand scarves. Okay, this Taylor Swift battle can continue with Jake Gyllenhaal. I I don't know and don't care. We have far more important celebrities to ruin, Uh, including, once again, she's at it again. You you know, just when you thought you'd get rid of somebody in cancel culture, like we haven't seen Kevin Spacey all the way back yet. We haven't seen people all the way back like this gal. And this gal that I'm talking about is Chrissy Teigen. 
who last week showed off her new hairstyle where she's wearing a bald mask or, or a, a bald wig. Because you know the bitch ain't going to shave her head because she, she ain't that stupid. She's too vain. Nobody said anything. Freddie wore an ascot and was for sure banging Daphne and Velma at the same time. Oh, I got it. No. Uh, mm. No. 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 Freddie was so in the closet. There is no way. Freddie never saw a vagina. Daphne was throwing her pussy at him left and right, and he didn't take it. This is what, look, look, the reason why Daphne and Velma hit it off so well is because Fred didn't know what to do. Fucking Shaggy, he's all fucking stoned thinking he hears the damn dog talking. Fred, oh, oh, look, Fred was queerer than a football bat. I'm just going to tell you that right now. No, I, I think Velma loves anything that touches her vagina. I, I, think, I, I, I think Velma is a freak. Daphne, Daphne had to get some convincing done. And, and, and Velma did it. Velma's down with everything. I think this is what I think happened. This is what I think happened. I think Fred secretly gave Shaggy so much dope that Shaggy passed out and Fred raped him. That's the way I think the magic mystery machine works. Because Daphne kept throwing that pussy out at Fred, and Fred was just not having it. Mm-mm. That one time she sat on the sh- stick shift, and he was concerned, not turned on. I mean, come on. I thought Shaggy and the blonde were doing it. Thought Fred was gay and thought Vilma got more pussy than them all. <laughs> That's not a get bad idea there. I don't think I don't think Shaggy threw it in Daphne at all. I think Shaggy wanted to, but Fred wasn't having that. I'm glad we went on this tirade about this. If there's any other uh, cartoons that I can clean up for you, please go ahead and mention them in the Mixler box. I'll come back to the story about Chrissy Teigen and how she's getting recanceled yet again. She threw a Squid Game-themed party where guests, rich guests, dressed as poor people characters from the Netflix show. People are saying that she is so out of touch that she had people over. She did, oh, Jetson. Oh, you want me to go? Okay, the Jetson. Uh, meet George Jetson. I think George was a, uh, a fine, upstanding member of society whose wife, Jane, did the job for a while. I, I think that, that, George, uh, that, that uh, George Jetson was the first ever sufferer that we ever came across of ED. I think that he worked so hard at Spacely Sprockets that it just beat him down as a man and that Jane, his wife, they hired Rosie the robot because her hands turn into dildos. Okay? And, and, and George Jetson, he, he, he just didn't have time to put up with it. He had ED. Then you had Astro the dog. 
Astro the dog was incontinent all over the house. That's another reason why they had the robot to clean it up. Daughter Judy. Daughter Judy was a whore. I'm just going to put that out there. Daughter Judy was a whore. Daughter Judy, she would throw that pussy out there as much as she could. I think that Spacely Sprocket himself, or Cogswell Cogs, one of those guys, he hit it with Judy. Because Judy was a whore. As far as uh, his boy Elroy, Elroy, look, Elroy was the first, like, dorky, nerdy kid that, that we all kind of said, okay, well, we won't beat this kid up yet. Because he was trying real hard. And he came up with some good ideas, but not enough. So, no, no sexual components about Elroy. Nothing there. He, he's just a punk kid. Daughter Judy was getting it from Velma, I'm certain of it. Oh, Daughter Judy was getting it from everybody. I think Daughter Judy fucking probably probably tried to see fucking Scooby's lipstick, if you know what I mean. Jane is out doing anyone else but fucking George, hence Rosie. Exactly. Elroy grew up to be a neo-Nazi who invented new methods of cleansing, sick little fucker. I can see that. I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. Little Gestapo kid growing up. I totally see that. I like it. What else we got? Who else you want me to? Uh, might as well just fucking go down to the fucking Flintstones. Fred and Barney were fucking gay. Fred and Barney were fucking. That's all there is to it. Fred and Barney were having sex. The end. Uh, the two gal. I'm not going to. Uh, I, I think Betty Rubble was throwing her pussy around town. I, I, I think Wilma was sleeping with, uh, oh, God, what was the boss's name on the Flintstones? The boss, she, she was sleeping with the boss so Fred could save his job. Because, like I said, Fred and Barney, yeah. Oh, Barney, Barney was totally the receiver. Fred was, Fred was pitching that all day long. Yabba-dabba, do me in the butt. Mm-hmm. Yep. They maybe will let Dino play in sometimes. Mr. Slate, that's it. Mr. Slate is Pebble's father. Fred has nothing to do with that kid. You go back and take one of them old-timey DNA tests. You see it on the rocks. Yeah, that's Mr. Slate. That that that's Mr. Slate's daughter. And I would bet that I know Bam Bam was dropped off. I think Bam Bam was a midget. And I say this because he was so strong. He was strong for a baby. Okay, he was strong for a baby. He wasn't really strong for a man. I think it was a midget that was sent in there and was trying to wreck homes. That's what I think. Drew is being transported to a different location on a bus with blacked-out windows today. Last night, someone from MSNBC was following the jury bus and now is under investigation. Surprise, surprise. Judge just said that no one from MSNBC is allowed in his court from here on out. Wow. 
Wow. Thank you, Alicia. I appreciate that. Bam Bam is the little-known first X-Men. No, it wasn't Apocalypse. I like that. I like that a lot. But he was a midget. Bam Bam was a midget. And when they allowed Bam Bam to play with Pebbles, I had to stop watching it then because that, that, that right there, that's statutory rape, even back then. Not surprised MSNBC is trying to pull shit. Yeah, was it Ray, was that was it that fellow Rachel Maddow? I hate that guy. The X person now, Hoger, damn, get with the times. <laughs> uh, guest at this uh, tone-deaf multi-million dollar party. Uh, they played kid games to win a free dinner at the acclaimed French Laundry. Look, nothing's going to happen to Chrissy Teigen. She told the girl to kill herself, and it got canceled, and then she was welcomed back by President Obama, former President Obama. She's forgiven. She's she's fucking bulletproof. I hate Chrissy Teigen. No talent having fucking hoe. Speaking of midgets, if convicted of crime, do they go to real prison? Yes. No, there's no special little people jail. No, they have they they have to go to real prison. <laughs> what little people jailed to the walls? Are they just normal size then? <laughs> they don't have to build those those giant walls to keep people in. Their prisons are a lot smaller. It's like <laughs> I used to say this joke on the air all the time. And I remember I got I got a jerk off with it the first time I was ever on. I got him actually two or three times with this joke. I looked at him. I said, have you ever noticed that the doors at Lane Bryant are bigger than any other doors in the mall? <laughs> I used to say that shit all the time. <laughs> oh, God. That was so funny. He's like, really? I never noticed that. And I'm like, dude, it's the fat girl store. Yeah, shut up. Oh, Lord, please, please let there be footage of a midget convict having a prison yard fight. I would die laughing. They would probably use the the midget as a weapon. I know we're not supposed to call them midgets anymore, but fuck you, it's my show. I'm still going to call them midgets. Somebody who ain't a midget, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, no, I'm not sitting well with this one. I got to say it. I'm just not sitting well with this one. Christopher, if you go to any of our uh, social media pages, and by the way, by the way, yesterday we had talks about the new, brand new, ArnieRadio.com page. Oh, it's working, baby. It's not working yet. No, no, no. It's in the works. The wheels are turning right now. That's all I can say. Pretty soon I won't have to say, you can go to any of our social medias to see the movie reviews. No, 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 no. Instead I'll be saying... You can go to ArnieRadio.com and see our reviews. But it's a ways off. So nothing to get too excited about. Just know that that I'm thinking about you and I'm trying to make your lives a lot easier. Now, Christopher has done a lot of movie reviews. Uh, Christopher, I'm probably going to go see King Richard this weekend, tomorrow. I don't. I, you're probably going to go see Ghostbusters. I have no... I, we aren't going to double-team that review because... I don't want to see the new Ghostbusters. I'm sorry. 
And by the way, we haven't talked about this shit either. Paul Rudd is the sexiest man. People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive is Paul Rudd. Have they never heard of the A to the R to the N to the I to the E? Joe, Joe, what do you think about Paul Rudd being named Sexiest Man over Arnie? Come on, man. I agree. I totally agree, Joe. It was a real thought. I mean, how come we don't hear about convicted midgets? Just got to be a story worthy. Um, so Daniel Craig, who just starred in his final James Bond movie, which we found out wasn't that good, thanks to Christopher and his amazing review of that. Well, they're looking for the next actor to play Bond, James Bond. And now, The Rock, also known as Dwayne Johnson, wants to be the next James Bond. <sighs> I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna have to say um pass. Pass. Do you want The Rock to be the next... I don't want The Rock to be the next James Bond. No, no, uh-uh, no, I, I no, uh-uh. I, I, look, I, I wanted to stay at least somebody from that fucking Emerald Isle or those, those islands over there. Get Idris Elba. I think he'd be great. You know who'd make a greater, a, a way better Bond? I'll tell you who'd make a way better Bond. Gerard Butler. Look, I like The Rock. Don't get me wrong. I, I want him back at WrestleMania. I'd want to see him wrestle. But not The Rock. Ray Kidd says, I've never seen a James Bond movie, but I might if you can smell what's cooking. No, I can smell it. Henry Cavill for Bond? Oh, that's not a bad choice. No, but he was good in that movie on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah, uh, Red Notice? Red Notice came out last weekend. I got to say kudos to Netflix. That movie wasn't half bad. I didn't review it because it's on Netflix, but, man, that thing was pretty damn good. Back to the jury issue. It was James Morrison a producer from MSNBC. Eileen Bion was who told him to follow the bus. He ran a red light, and Kenosha PD pulled him over, and that was what they got out of him. I've never heard these names, but those were the names given. Well, I'm sure they were their producers and executive producers. Nobody, look, look. Let, let, me, let me break this down for y'all real quick. Because a lot of times you guys don't know how the broadcasting industry works. I remember when somebody got hired to be one of our producers, and they're like, oh, man, that's a lot, dude. Congratulations, you're the producer of that show. Producer in radio doesn't do dick. Producer in radio, you are the, the last person on the team. Now, if you're a producer in television, that's a whole lot different. A whole lot different. And if you're an executive producer, you're going to make even more money. So I'll, I'll, I'll say that these people were uh, 
Oh, we got, okay, here we go. I'll do this one after the, the rock story. Um, I heard Burt Reynolds is being considered for the Bond role after his impressive performance of Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm Ed Sheeran, bitch. Yeah, way to steal that one from fucking Dave Chappelle. Nice. Um, the Rock is too bulky, oh, bulky to be James Bond. He's not blend enough. I'd say Ryan Reynolds could play him better. No, I don't want to see Ryan Reynolds. Or Jason Statham. I'd love to see Statham play him. Statham play him. I'll go back to seeing 007 movies. But that's the talk right now. Is The Rock will be the next James Bond, and I think that is stupid. Now, Douglas, did, I think, yeah, you sent me. IOC announces new framework for determining eligibility for transgender athletes. AOC, the International Olympic Committee, I, I'm sorry, i got to read this, um, announced on Tuesday saying they are moving away from their testosterone testing approach and allowing each sports governing body to determine how an athlete may be at a disproportionate advantage against their peers, taking the consider the nature of each sport. We have not found the solution to this big question which is out there. But what we have tried to do is outline processes which help international federations set eligibility criteria and will continue helping them do that work. But clearly this is a topic that will be with us for a long time. No, it's not. If you're born with a penis, I'm not calling you a man. I'm just going to say it right now. If you're born with a penis, you have to compete against men. I wouldn't even say, I didn't even say other men. If you're born with a vagina... You compete against women. The end. There you go. I've cleared it up. Can I send, uh, like, like, like? Do, can I do a PayPal money request from the IOC? That was pretty easy. I mean, I honestly, I, I didn't even have to move from my chair to figure that one out. That's the new rule. If you're born with a penis... You you gotta you gotta play with men. If you're born with a vagina, you have to play with women. Now, if you you're that really really rare one, which they try to make it seem like they're out there all everywhere, the people that got all the sets, then you can pick if you want, or you can join a circus. I I don't care. It's up to you. Jen, I disagree. The movie we watched the other day, he didn't look that huge. Oh, the rock is fucking swole. Brian Jen, he did kill that leather jacket in the beginning. That was a great Bond-type look for him. No, he can't be changed, Bond. No. Look, here's, look. Truth be told, an American, and he's American. I know he's Samoan and all this other bullshit, but he's an American. Americans can't play James Bond. They just can't. No, 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 no. It'd be, look, look. It would be like getting George Lopez to play Shaft. I think we'd all have a problem with that. No. Uh-uh. Ogre, have a great day, buddy. He left. Uh oh. Uh oh. We have a new contender in the chicken wars, but these aren't necessarily chicken. I have been told 
by so many people that Popeye's chicken sandwiches are so much better than Chick-fil-A. I have fought against it for so long, I might have to find it out today because, and this is the only reason, Popeye's is introducing a brand new home-style mac and cheese that looks like it could rival Chick-fil-A's. Chick-fil-A's macaroni and cheese is probably... Next to Hattie B's that I had when I was in uh, Nashville, that fucking dump, the best mac and cheese I've ever had was a, is at Chick-fil-A. Now Popeye's has a version of it, okay? Uh, let's see. It's mac and cheese made with butter and cheddar cheese, which is then oven-baked and topped with shredded cheddar cheese, creating a golden brown crust that they say even sets itself apart from Chick-fil-A. No, I don't even, in front, I don't even put the Chick-fil-A sauce on there, mac and cheese. It doesn't need it. It's so damn good. We might be trying it out today. I have called the, the four or five Popeyes. Three of them didn't have working phone numbers, and the one that I did talk to, they had it. So I might have to try it. I, usually I'm with you, Cowboys girl. Ooh, I don't even have to get chicken. I can get red beans and rice on there because I like the red beans and rice. That red beans and rice is pretty damn good. What the fuck is this? What, 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 what is this? Oreo Thins are releasing extra stuff, then it's not an Oreo Thin anymore. It's a fucking regular Oreo. Uh, Oreo Thins extra stuff? No. By the way, stop, and by y'all need to stop. The double stuff Oreos that are out today were regular Oreos 20 years ago. Okay. They just put less in the regular Oreos and put the same amount in the double stuff, and they call it double stuff, and it's bullshit. The Nutter Butter Double Butter, the, the, the dog shit, too. Oh, you meant on the Popeye sandwich. Okay. I called uh, I called three of them. There's one in Roy City, Braddy Kid, that I called, but their thing just hung up. So there is one by Bucky's. And today is Thursday, and that means, yes. Bucky's, yay! Bucky's! Yeah, I, I, I gotta get my Copenhagen. I thought Oreo Thins and less cream was a skinnier cookie. It is! I'm just reading this now. Food news. Oreo Thins extra stuffed cookies are coming soon. Just stop. Oh, God. Red Vines unveil. Okay, I know there are people out there. Oh, by the way, well, you're Pat. Well, it's almost ten o'clock on the West Coast. If you get the McDonald's app, you can still get an egg McMuffin for sixty-three cents today. But you gotta order it on the app. I didn't get any, so I'm a little pissed. Ooh, look at that! Shout out to my staff because they just delivered a plate of fried chicken, mashed potatoes, beans, rolls, and dessert, just because, and no one was worried about touching the food because of COVID. I wouldn't have been worried about touching the food even with COVID. So they want skinny cookie with more cream. Yeah. 
I have the Oreos on the sticks waiting to be dunked in white chocolate. Okay, I'll be in there soon. Okay, they've got red vines, and it has a new flavor. I hate red vines. Red vines unveil gingerbread flavor. Red vines gingerbread. That sounds disgusting. Wow. Yuck O Rama. Gingerbread ain't the best. You only have that like this time of year. I don't want it on some crappy ass like ugh. is that licorice? Because licorice is gross. Black licorice is the worst thing on the planet. That one could make the worst foods tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. They're in the Red Vines package. It says Red Vines twists gingerbread flavor. I'm just reading the story. Oh, well, that sounds like yucca in the form of what was awesome candy. That's not a Red Vine at all. I understand. I, hey, I get it. Here you go. Here, here. This is the story from foodbeast.com. You take a look at that and see what it says. Don't come killing the messenger. Red vines are red vines. You want gingerbread? Call it something else. Fuck. I'm sorry. They're called Red Vines Twist Gingerbread Flavor. Red Vines is not a red vine. It's a company. Oh, that just looks so nasty. What the shit is this? Oh, come on. California Pizza Kitchen is introducing an industry game changer by being the first national chain to offer chickpea crust on their pizza. You know the difference between a a chickpea and a garbanzo? Yeah, I never paid a garbanzo to piss on my face. Oh, no, the joke goes, I never had a garbanzo on my face. Damn it, fuck that joke up. What the fuck? Ugh. I hate all these places. Look, look, you want to make your fucking pizza healthy, then don't make pizza. You, you want a healthy pizza, eat salad. You want a healthy steak, eat salad. You want to make healthy french fries, eat broccoli. Just stop. Stop with all this madness. This is insanity. Chickpea crust, come on. You know what's good on pie but bad on underwear? Crust. Oh, shit. Did I tell you my jokes today? I didn't tell my jokes today. Oh, shit. I got to tell my jokes. Uh, Do you know why people don't like abortion jokes? Because it it makes them feel empty on the inside. Uh, 
Why does Joe Biden hate dementia? He can't remember. And how did Ray Charles meet his wife? Blind date. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. That's good shit right there. Um, all right. Uh, let's do this. this. This story has got to go. This is insanity here. UPS and Waymo. I don't know what the fuck Waymo is. Oh, I guess it's a truck manufacturer. Okay. UPS and Waymo team up and test auto freight trucks. So, trucks that are not driven by human beings. Which is what you will be hearing a lot of if we allow 18-wheelers to go out without any human beings on the inside. The Alphabet-owned self-driving vehicle startup will conduct trials over the next several weeks using its Waymo Via Class 8 truck equipped with a fifth-generation Waymo driver technology. Oh, good. Good. Trial runs will be taking place here in Texas and will deliver for UPS North American freight between Dallas-Fort Worth and Houston. Awesome. Awesome, I will not be choosing UPS anytime soon because these are going to be all over the road. Do, 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 do we really need to not have truck drivers in trucks? I, 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 the company should be called abortion since they took the person out. I'm sorry. Isn't like the first lawsuit, isn't there a giant lawsuit going on right now with Tesla that one of their self-driving cars got into a huge wreck? <laughs> what can Brown do for you? Kill you. I, I don't want self-driving trucks out there. I really don't. I, re- I respect truck drivers so immensely for the jobs that those men and women do. Now, every once in a while, I come across some bad apples in there, and I'm not going to blame all truck drivers for it. But as far as autonomous trucks go, no. See, I like truckers because they regulate the speeds of the freeway. They keep the feet, they keep it moving. They know what time it is. Now you got a fucking computer. That truck is going to go the speed limit everywhere it goes. We don't need that. Especially if it's delivering something from me, from UPS. I want your ass to speed. UPS spokesperson said that while the company is interested in learning more about the technology, it's too early to determine exactly how the bullshit. You've already got it figured out. You've already got your fucking, your gallows ready to hang all your drivers out on. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't need it. No, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, it, you want to build those after I'm gone? You go right ahead. And I'll be seeing you soon after that. All right. There's this wedding photographer out there. 
who says that there are three signs that a marriage will not last. Whoa. In a recent TikTok video called Three Signs a Couple May Split. Now you have to take this with a little grain of salt because it's from an Arkansas-based photographer, Shayla Harrington. She relayed a theory that she once heard when she worked with a wedding photographer who had more than a decade of experience. She goes on to say, They told me they could always tell a couple was going to last or not. I was really interested to hear the theory on this. Explain that. And, oh, I don't have this. Uh, She said, okay. The first indicator, if your marriage ain't going to work from a wedding photographer from Arkansas. The first indicator is one of the spouses will take more than three family photos without getting the other spouse. This one uh, kind of makes sense to me, they say. You might get a few alone with your mom and dad, but to kick them out for more than three photos just seems a little suspicious. Now, let me just say this right now. Am I going to agree or disagree with that one? Disagree. The way you can tell it's not going to work out is if a man wants to take more than four pictures at a wedding. Men hate Photos at weddings, especially when it's 108 degrees outside. Ain't nobody got time for that. You know who else doesn't like the photographs? Your guests don't like the photographs. You know why? Because you never get them all done before the wedding because the bride can't see the groom before the wedding. So when do you do it? You do it right after the wedding. And you know what that means? That means... All food service has come to a complete standstill. The most hated person at every funeral in America is simple. It's the photographer. Why? They're holding up the buffet. We have to let the bride and groom in here first. It's their wedding after all. Oh, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Okay, let's get one with just the cousins. Uh, all the cousins in here? No, no, you're a second cousin. We'll do you next. Oh, there's nothing worse than that. Wedding pictures? Oh, for God's sakes. Can can you, you lean your head back and then stick out your chin down? Lean my head back and stick my head. Huh? They asked for the stupidest shit. We still, over two years later, don't have wedding photos. Did you take them? You still ain't got them? I hope you didn't pay. All right. The second red flag. I told you right now, the first flag is if a man wants to take more than four photos, you got one with you and him. There's one. Maybe five. If you all got kids, you got you, him, and the kids. There's two. Then you got one with you, him, and your mama. Then you, him, and his mama. Families, you know, dad's in there too. And then you got one with your mama and his mama in the family. That's it. There's five pictures. That's all you need. 
You don't do need to do any gazing into each other's eyes. You don't need to be smashed in the face with cake. That's a waste of fucking perfectly good cake. When I see that, that fucking gets my blood boiling right there. We don't need a, a, an adorable picture of the flower girl or the ring bearer. You can take that picture anytime. Let's get this shit cleaned up. Five pictures after the wedding. You want to do more? Then they're going to have to be action shots. Don't know. Wife arranged it. We took almost two hours of pictures. Oh, dear God. That's the worst. All right. Second red flag is when the wedding party avoids talking about the other spouse during get-ready photos or toast, which may mean they don't like the chosen spouse. What the fuck? Douglas, are you high? The wedding cake isn't that good anyway. The wedding cake is one of the greatest cakes out there. Made with super light and moist cake, the white cake with white buttercream? Oh, come on. What are you smoking right now, Douglas? You high on the fucking the electric lettuce, my friend? Mm-mm-mm. Maybe they ain't talking about the other person that's in there, the, like the, the, the future spouse, because they don't know them. They never met them. They didn't talk to them. I think this is kind of, eh. This is throwing people under the They don't bring her up there. Well, what are you talking about? Douglas says, I'm not a cake eater. Okay, all right. Chris says, my cake was fucking awesome. We had carrot cake, bomb.com. I hate buttercream. It's all about the whip. No. Come on. Jesus. Maybe it's the lack of smoking because I don't have the munchies. All right. Um, This opinion is coming from someone who also eats cauliflower pizza. You shouldn't eat healthy, non-pie-eating mouth, Douglas. Yes. Exactly. I don't know why I let... I, thank you, Jen. You got me back down to earth. Thank you. Forgot about that. All right, so I've got the first two. The last indicator is if one of the spouses will spend more time with friends or family at the reception rather than their spouse. Well, of course you gotta spend you gotta spend more time with friends and family. You're gonna be spending the rest of your life with the spouse. You haven't seen your best friends in a while. This is bullshit. This is this, this is a, a wedding photographer. If you get a wedding photographer and they say some bullshit like this, fucking fire them immediately. They're gonna lose your pictures like they lost Fred's. That's what Christopher said. Cake without frosting isn't that bad. The frosting on the cake is fucking nasty. Uh, th- there is only one cake out there that is allowed not to have frosting. And that is the pineapple upside down cake. 
I don't know how people could eat a cake without frosting. Jesus, I'd be stabbing people. I'd be like, where's the fucking frosting? The hell is this? Cake without frosting. Oh, my God. Jesus. Douglas, stop. Douglas, I like you a lot. Don't make me not like you. Talking about things you have no clue about. This is an an FAT conversation, so you don't need to be in it. Like, I'll eat a cupcake and scrape the frosting off before I throw it in the trash. Oh, my God. Douglas, I think you've been hacked. You've been hacked by somebody who I uh, wants to get beat up by me. All right, Mike D, it's a muffin then. That's all it is, muffin. Pound cake, pound cake's disgusting. Pound pound cake is such a waste. Cheese, cheesecake doesn't need frosting. That's a whole different world of cake. That's not really a cake. I mean, they, they, look, the, the ultimate cake, I'll tell you what the ultimate cake is. If you want an ultimate cake that's moist, now, Douglas, you won't like this. You get a Boston cream cake. You got the chocolate icing on top. You got the custard or the pudding in the middle. And you got super moist cake in there. Whoo, daddy. That right there is what we would call a humdinger. Yeah, Boston cream pie cake, whatever you want to call it, that's the way to go. Well, I could eat a whole one of them. Them things is good. All right, we got to get out of the food world because you people are killing me. <sighs> that's a sin. How dare you? What, Boston cream pie? Boston, like, take out the damn rivalry with the Yankees. The Boston cream pie cake is amazing. Just try it. All right. Final story of the day. Well, this, this, this guy, this is the guy who claims that they want, they, they think $15 an hour is a good startup minimum wage, but they think it should be like $25 an hour. A Pennsylvania gas station abruptly closed this week. Out of nowhere, it just closed. Why did it close? Well, because an employee decided he was going to walk out during his shift and left a note on the door of the closed store explaining why. said closed because the people of Moon Township treat our employees horribly and ran off the staff. The Get-Go Spurksman, is that the name of the store, the Get-Go, told the media uh, that the gas station closed for an hour last Tuesday due to the employee abruptly quitting. Quote, the store was closed after a team member a sole team member working in the get-go at the time, had a negative experience with a guest. During a brief closure, the team member involved posted a handwritten sign in the store window making inaccurate claims about treatment by guests. 
The incident follows similar abrupt resignations across the country. Now, 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 now. Let me just say this. If you don't want to have people be assholes to you, don't work at a convenience store. I try not to be an asshole to people at stores. I, I do try. I promise you I try. But at a convenience store, oh, oh man, come on. Really? You're going to say, oh, the, the customers are too mean at a convenience store. You better not get a fucking real job than anywhere. You better not go work at the mall. Boy, that right there, man. If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, this guy's a pussy. I mean, Jesus. They, they, they were mean to me. The customers yelled at me. Well, why? Well, because I was asleep behind the counter. I, you know what? I hate that, man. I hate that. that, that don't walk away from your shit. If you're going to walk away, call me so I can come steal all the damn Copenhagen. Don't work with customers. I receive more death threats working a pizza job than being a cop. Exactly. They 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 were mad because the icy machine was down. I can't take this anymore. Well then fix the fucking icy machine. Boy, you better never get in charge of that damn ice cream machine at McDonald's. That some bitch never works and people are gonna get pissed at you for that. How about this? How about instead of worrying about and crying about it, how about... Do your fucking job. Arnie, as a former business owner last year, I had some worse employees. Oh, I can imagine, dude. I can totally imagine. Like, I'm so glad I'm not in the public sector. And I'm not saying I'm in the total private sector because I'm sort of, sort of deity. No, I, I don't work with people. Y'all are my customers, and I love y'all. And we have arguments every now and then, but I don't treat y'all like shit because you don't treat me like shit. But, I mean, when when you look at, at somebody that works at a convenience store, and then, I look, I'll be judgeful here. I don't, I don't care. You look at that person and go, ah. And not the owners. I understand that there are owners there, and you got to hire people. Not the most qualified, upstanding members of society apply for those jobs. Somebody who works the old night shift probably is a fucking tweaker. Just saying. You look at convenience stores there in Reno, holy shit. You're working the overnight shift? Oh, thank God that they are. Because otherwise they'd probably be trying to break into your house, fucking rob you so they can go to the pawn shop in the morning and and get enough money for meth. I had a night guy who got scared of homeless people at night. He would lock the door until they left. I'll never forget one time I saw it. It was at the the 7-Eleven there in uh, Sacramento. On Madison and Greenback. Yeah, Madison and Greenback. Near, uh, near 80. 
and there's a big 7-Eleven there, and we used to go there all the time. We had to stop there, get ga- or get get drinks, right? And back in that time, back in the good old days, they had a, a phone booth there. Not a booth, but they had a telephone. They had a payphone there. And we were freaking out because we saw a payphone. Well, this fucking homeless guy took the payphone and started bashing it. Like you could see parts of the phone fucking breaking and falling off. So I go inside, and I'm not a big fan of the homeless. And, and look, this business owner, I don't want them to get in trouble because they're making it for everybody. I said, uh, hey, buddy, check it out. Dude is outside destroying your damn telephone. He's like, oh, thank you. That dude walked up to that guy, and he got him off the phone, and he pushed him harder than I've ever seen it. And like where he pushed him, there was this drop-off into cement. That homeless guy had to get fucking wrecked a bit when he got pushed like that. More power to the store guy. You're going to fuck around, you're going to find out. Don't walk away and quit your damn job like this pussy. Madison and Auburn. Oh, that's it. Madison and Auburn. Thank you, Scott. That's the one. Madison and Auburn. My fault. My bad. My bad totally there. I had a pee behind that 7-Eleven once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That dude got pushed down in a bad way. I almost wanted to check on him just to see how bad his head was busted open, but we, we had to leave. Had to hit the road. I think we're going to Fresno that day. No kidding. All right, that's going to do it for the big show today. We will be back tomorrow, and tomorrow will be the day. You know what day tomorrow is. Tomorrow is? It's fun, fun, yay! What is? Yes! What is? Yes! What is? Yes! That will be tomorrow. So, until then, please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in So until tomorrow, have a great Thursday Eve, and adios, everybody. I take off time to time. Those crazy friends of mine Head out on steel horses With wheels and we ride We burn up that road To old Mexico Blend in with the desert Just we amigos And we roll Cowboys like us Sure do have fun Chasing the wind, chasing the sun Take the long way around, back to square one Today we're just outlaws, out on the run There'll be no regrets, no worries and such Cowboys like us Talk about living, babies and women, all that we've lost and all we've been given. We sing about true love like.
about things we ain't done Drink one more cold one Come morning, get up and we roll Cowboys like us Sure do have fun Racing the wind Chasing the sun Take a long way around Back to square one Today we're just outlaws Out on the run There'll be no regrets No worries and such For cowboys like us is outside waiting to arrest him.